Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Games Are Fun podcast. My name is Luke Armstrong, and I'm your host. Joining me today is Garrett Neely. Garrett, how's it going? Uh, I'm super hyped, my friend. How are you? I'm doing well. Very hyped as well. We also have Adam Beagle joining us. Adam, how are you doing? Also very hyped. <laughs> so we are all very hyped for this hype episode because... Like you can tell from the title of the episode, we're going to be talking about that PS5 showcase that aired aired earlier today. And (laughs) so we're going to talk about everything that happened. Obviously, we know release date, price, got some deeper looks at some games we already knew about. We got some announcements on games that we didn't know about. So we are going to talk about that. And yeah, it's going to be just a PS5 themed episode today. So yeah, we're all really excited to talk all about that. Um, before we get to all that, a couple things we want to mention. If this is your first time listening to the show, welcome. Games Are Fun is a weekly podcast. Each week, Adam Garrett and I join together to talk about video game news, trending industry topics, and give reviews on recent game releases. The podcast is available on all podcast services such as Google Podcasts, Spotify, Apple Podcasts. Just search for Games Are Fun on whatever podcast service you use. It should pop up on there. If you are listening on Apple Podcasts, please consider leaving us a review. That goes a long way. And if you're listening on any of the other platforms like Spotify, Google Podcasts, just give us a little follow if you enjoy the show. That really helps us out. Last week, I mentioned that we were going to have a Tony Hawk 1 Plus 2 review episode airing this week. Uh, We ran into some scheduling issues and decided to just move it to either next week or maybe the week after that. We're still kind of trying to figure out when we'll be able to schedule a recording for that. Um, But we wanted to have our the full cast that we have lined up to record that episode together. So uh, head over to our Twitter at Games Are Fun Pod. That's going to be the best place to kind of stay up to date on what's going on with the show. And we'll announce over there when our Tony Hawk 1 plus 2 review episode. Have you been able to to play any more of Tony Hawk, Garrett? Yeah, I've played a little bit, uh, made a little bit of progress on both the campaigns. So I'm just kind of taking it easy, not really rushing to complete it. And just whenever I've got 10, 15 minutes, you know, go do a couple runs. Yeah. And honestly, like you only need to play that game for a couple hours to really get the the feel of what it's trying to do and for sure um i mean it's not like it's this super heavy narrative game so it's not like we're gonna have a big thorough review on it but we wanted to just have an episode where we could all kind of share our thoughts um and we also actually have friend of the show luke lewis from lukewarm games joining us to do that review so that should be fun and one last thing today's show is brought to you by the games are fun store but we're going to tell you more about that later so let's get right into this this PS5 talk. So as of recording this, we're recording this the evening after that PlayStation 5 showcase. This episode goes live the next morning. And since that showcase, and since I've kind of gotten this document together for our show today, some stuff has transpired, such as pre-orders. So that's kind of where I actually wanted to just start the discussion before we go over this showcase, because... We, sh- we saw the showcase, guys. We got a release date and a price, but we didn't necessarily know when we could get our hands on the PlayStation 5, when we could, well, sorry, get our, our pre-orders in to get our hands on the PlayStation 5. And there was some mixed messaging because we saw Jeff Keighley tweet out that retailers, uh, sorry, select retailers were going to be available for pre-orders starting 
uh, tomorrow. And then he said that there were some starting today and we didn't necessarily know what retailers he was referring to. And it was kind of just like all over the place. So what I wanted to kind of touch base with everyone and kind of, cause I know all three of us have tried to pre-order or pre-order whatever. So Adam, I'll start with you. What has that experience been like for you? It's been, it's been rough. Uh, to be honest, it, it wore me out. I spent more time on it than I probably should have given it. But, um, just because I, we were kind of talking before and, and this was one of those things where like, yes, I, I absolutely want the PlayStation five. I want it launch day. Uh, but I'm not gonna, I'm, I'm not really planning to go too far out of my way to, to secure one. Uh, basically if, if I can get one, great. If I can't get one, then, uh, you know, eventually they'll be in stock and I'll, I'll get one at some point. So I'm trying not to stress about it too much. Uh, but when news, you know, started to break that, you know, retailers were, uh, putting them on their websites, I did go out there and I did try, uh, made an effort to try and secure one. Um, I, most of them were, were, already sold out by the time I got there. I think I was a little late to the game, uh, but I went to Best Buy and I actually got one into my cart pretty quickly, although the site was being really finicky. And uh, the, the issue I ran into, and I think pretty much everyone else did, is that you couldn't check out. Um, there were all sorts of website errors at that point, or it would just basically do nothing. Um, so it was it was really difficult for anybody to check out. I think it, it finally got resolved, and I think as soon as it did, it pretty much sold out uh, in, immediately. So, um, so I missed the opportunity there. I, I saw a lot of people on Twitter were getting their copies. So great job to everybody that uh, did secure their copies. I know it's kind of a it's still you know everyone still kind of has their fingers crossed, hoping that their orders don't get canceled and things like that. Like we don't know. Um, really how much stock there is going to be. The only thing I know is that um, a friend of mine that works at a GameStop said his store was allocated 14 units. That's it. So uh, (laughs) we don't know what online stocks look like, but it looks like as for uh, individual stores, it's it's not much. Um, So I think he said there was 10 of the uh, just regular units with the disk drive in it. And only four of the discless. So, uh, so yeah, not much. But you know, even though it, things are sold out everywhere, I'd be willing to bet that that's not the whole lot of it. Um, we'll probably see pre-orders go up again, uh, at least once, if not several times, before launch. Oh yeah. And and again, you know, they'll they'll go. You know, it, they won't be sold out forever. So. Eventually, you know, those that that miss the mark or or miss the boat at launch can still get one. And, you know, the holidays coming up, Sony's going to want to make sure um, as many people that that can buy them as possible do. So I think there's going to be plenty of opportunity. Yeah, I definitely wouldn't say the pre-order has sunset. If you missed it, you've missed your opportunity. Sorry, no PS5 for you. I I think you're right. We will definitely see, especially because, like, you don't know... Like you said, the the website was giving all sorts of issues. So it's like, is it just server overload? Like, are like, there's so many factors that could be. And like you said, there could be people that got successful pre-orders to find out tomorrow or a week from now. It's like, oh, sorry, we don't have one for you or whatever, right? Like that happens all the time with pre-ordering things. So 
yeah, if you're if you're one of the people listening that wasn't able to secure one, there's still a chance that you can get one at launch. Don't don't give up. But <laughs> that's unfortunate that you had to go through the hassle of all that, and it probably yeah, it, it sucks that they didn't have. And I I mean, even if they marketed it better and had this all set up so it was like pre-orders are live now or whatever, like you're still going to get just this overload of people all trying to do place an order Mm -hmm. at once. Like you're no matter how much you plan for whatever you do, there will always be complications when it comes to this stuff. So, but man, I can, I can understand the frustration with trying to, especially when you get one in your cart and yeah. 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 I, I got it in the cart and I'm like, all right, I'm in, let's yeah. do this. And then, yeah, just, um, yeah, I spent, I'd say about an hour and a half just trying to get through the checkout process mm-hmm. and it never happened. And it just, it, it wore me down, which is why I said I spent more time on it than I probably should have, because <laughs> it's honestly, it's not worth it. Um, again, I really want one, but it, it wasn't worth that much effort sure. uh, to do that. So <laughs> I'll just, you know, keep an eye out. And we'll see yeah. see when they come back up. I'll turn it over to you, Garrett, because you also have had a bit of a headache trying <laughs> trying to get your pre-order. Yeah, for sure. Um, so in uh, comparison to Adam, I'm a little bit more uh, kind of a thrill of the hunt guy. I actually kind of like this, this whole process, even <laughs> though I wish it was a little more clear and a little more straightforward. Sure. But, um, yeah, so I'm probably, I'm trying to pre-order through GameStop because I, they always have really good deals for trading in your old consoles. Right. I'm planning on trading in both of mine, the PS4 and the Xbox One X. Um, so yeah, that's kind of my plan is to try to get one in store at GameStop. And so as soon as, you know, everything kind of broke and I see, you know, Walmart's put up pre-orders, I'm like, okay, I'm, I'm ignoring that. I'm not getting it at Walmart. And then I see Best Buy and I'm like, okay, I'm, I'm waiting for GameStop and then GameStop receipts start popping up all over Twitter of people (laughs) getting them in store. And I'm like, what the heck? GameStop hasn't said anything. So I call, start calling GameStops here in my area. And they're like, Oh no, no, we're, we're doing it tomorrow when we open. Like, okay. Um, so in the meantime, I'm kind of just keeping an eye on things on Twitter. And then I see someone posts that GameStop's now put out a press release that pre-orders are available now. And I'm like, okay. So now I start calling these stores back again. And I'm like, well, I see your press release here on your website says they're available now. Are you still waiting till tomorrow? And they're like, yeah, we're waiting till tomorrow. I'm like, okay, this is getting really, really confusing. Um, I mean, I guess it's not that confusing. It's happening tomorrow, but like, why are you, why is your, your corporate side announcing that, you know, they're available now and some stores are offering it and mm-hmm. some aren't. And it's just seems very uh, disorganized on GameStop's part, which I mean, you know, kind of par for the course with GameStop that I, I've really, uh, become less and less of a customer of theirs over the last several years. And, and depending on how this goes, this might end up being my last uh, experience with them. We'll see. Mm-hmm. Um, but in the meantime, I was like, you know what? I'm going to try for, for one of these Best Buy ones because it seems like nobody's really actually pre-ordered one yet. Adam hadn't been able to get one. I hadn't seen anyone on Twitter really claim that they had had one. So I was also able to get the discless version into my cart and I actually got into the checkout process. It was asking me what store I wanted to pick up from or did I want it to have it delivered. And I picked my store, uh, put in, I logged into my Best Buy account. Like I was on my way to doing it and then um, click to go to the payment page. Oh, excuse me. Sorry, I bumped the mic there. I went to the go to the payment page and it uh, just crapped out, wouldn't, wouldn't do anything for me. So uh, that was kind of the last attempt for me. Um, 
Now, GameStop says that they were going to post their numbers on their door tonight when they closed, how many units they were going to get of each, and that way I could kind of plan out, like, okay, do I need to get there super early? Is there going to be enough if I don't go camp out all day? Um, anyways, long story short, they didn't do that. I drove by a couple <laughs> times, not there. So I'm just going to have to play play my cards right tomorrow and, and kind of be attentive and drive by a few times, see if there's people out there waiting. If there is, then I'm going to just hop in line. And if not, then uh, kind of, you know, just hang around. Luckily, tomorrow's my birthday. I don't really have anything planned other than taking my son to school and hanging out at home. So kind of, kind of is working out nicely that I've got the day to just kind of take care of it tomorrow. So, yeah. And I will say just to add to that, like, yeah, what, you know, GameStop, whatever they're doing is frustrating, but it's not really all their fault. Like this whole pre-order rollout that Sony's doing is, or these retailers are doing is just Mm -hmm. an absolute cluster. And so many people are having issues. Like, I I think it's it's a bad way to start, you know, Sony, like PlayStation 5 isn't really getting off on a very good foot right now with a lot of buyers. Mm -hmm. Um, I'm sure that's not what Sony would have liked. I don't think it's going to turn, like, turn anyone off indefinitely to the PS5. But, uh, yeah, this this pre-order rollout is just a dumpster fire. I think, Mm -hmm. like, the reasoning why, which is probably what a lot of people are thinking or making the assumption is that pre-orders for Xbox series X is September 22nd. So they're thinking, okay, let's just tell the retailers, like they can start taking pre-orders or like, I don't know how all the, you know, how this, those, the gears turn in the, the production of these things and where, how, where they're sent to what countries and what Mm -hmm. retailers and how they distribute them and everything like that. But I, I'm sure they probably like, once they saw that, maybe they had to pivot hard and were like, okay, we need to get people pre-ordering this thing before they get the chance to pre-order Xbox series X. So we can, I don't know if that was a, and maybe that's just some, an assumption on my part, but that's kind of like when we were going into the PS5 today, I kind of had that prediction that they were going to try and push people to buy it now um, so that they could get a, get ahead of Xbox and in the competition. I don't know, but could, could be the reasoning why it's such a, you know? uh, Yeah, that makes sense. And, and I think the reason why we think this is so crazy is, is because Microsoft came out and said like, this is the day, you know, I'm sure they're going to let us know. Like, I think they've already put out the list of retailers yeah. that, that everything's going to be available. And I'm sure before, before the day comes, we're going to know what time all these things will be available and that kind of thing. So, um, yeah, it just seems like there wasn't a whole lot of planning. And like you said, maybe, maybe there was, and then they changed plans when they found out when, when Xbox was putting their pre-orders up and just mm-hmm. said, we just got to just push it out the door, you know? Yeah. It's interesting. I, so for myself, I mean, I'm in a different market than you guys. I'm in Canada. We all are retailers, even though I have Best Buy, Amazon, Walmart, like they're all different, right? They're they're under the, the head of these American companies, but they're kind of managed here in Canada, right? So mm-hmm. everything, and I always find that, well, we usually have to pay more for things up here. <laughs> that's That's one thing that I've gotten used to. But another thing I've gotten used to is just kind of knowing that like, Things are a little bit delayed. So whenever something happens like in the States, it's there's some sort of delay in Canada. So I honestly expected 
whenever pre-orders started rolling out in states, I expected like at least a couple hours, if not up to an entire day before we could start doing it here in Canada. I mean, it's even sometimes with games like when Mario, uh, Super Mario 3D All-Stars, I mean, Adam, you said you had pre-ordered it. I couldn't pre-order it for like a whole nother 24 hours. Like there wasn't even a listing on Amazon or Best Buy for a while. Um, so I kind of like when you guys were talking about all this madness that was happening with the GameStops <laughs> and the Best Buy, I'm sitting here like, okay, well, yeah, like I don't know really what to expect because I'm looking at EB Games and which is our, our GameStop and like they're all like, pre-orders like are coming soon and like we'll have more details to share soon and i'm like okay when is that will that be tomorrow like i don't really know and so i kind of just like i didn't really have that like fire lit under my ass to like get going on this pre-orders because i kind of just had that mindset of like there's no rush because it's canada and that's just what i thought and then my friend sent me a message actually friend of the show coleman dean who uh listens to the show he sent me a text and was like hey pre-orders for the ps5 are up on bestbuy.ca and i was like shocked by that because i had like went on twitter and i was like twitter or tweet alerts for eb games best buy canada uh walmart gaming canada like all these retailers i was putting alerts so that i would know the second they went live i could do it and I was just like, oh my gosh, it's happening. I got to like focus here. So I, rather than doing it, I was still at work at the time. And so I was like, well, I don't want to do this over my phone. I'm just going to go on like the work computer in my office and do it through there. So I went through Best Buy. Um, I went with the, I mean, both SKUs were there, the disc drive version and then the disc list. Excuse me. Um. And I was talking to our group chat today about kind of trying to figure out, do I get the disk drive version or do I go diskless? Like, I don't know. Because for you guys, which we're going to talk about is the price, diskless version, $399 US and $499 for the disk drive version. But up here in Canada, it is $499 for the disk drive or diskless version. And for the disk drive version, it's actually $629, which is, you know, $130 more, which we'll talk about a little bit more later on of how that kind of compares to the Series X because there's a discussion around there. But I, I, I was just like, man, $130 difference just for a disk drive. Like, I don't really have 4K Blu-rays to worry about. Like, I have a handful but I mean, my Xbox One X is, is technically a 4K Blu-ray player. And I'm looking at my physical collection of games. I have a lot of the exclusives. And I'm like, I I mean, honestly, if I really want to go back and play these games again, I'll probably just for convenience sake, just rebuy them digitally. Um, they probably won't even be full price anymore. They'll probably be discount. And I'm like, you know, screw it. Let's just go discless. Like I just committed to it. So I went, added it to my cart put in my payment details and I'm like, great, we're good to go. I got that confirmation and I didn't check out as uh, like through a Best Buy account. I did it as a guest because I didn't want to go through the hassle of creating a Best Buy account and 
you know, spend the time doing that and find it like when I go to pre-order that I've missed the opportunity. Right. Mm. So I was just trying to speed, speed past it, put in my information. And then I got that confirmation. It's like, your order has been confirmed. Here's your order number. We sent confirmation to your email address. I'm like, solid. We're good. I just got a PS5. We're, we're ready. As long as like everything goes according to plan, I am set. I can kick up my feet and relax. And so then I check my email. There's no confirmation email. So I'm like, all right, getting a little nervous. And then like an hour goes by and I'm like, man, I still don't have an email. And not only that, I did not record my order number. Uh, I just closed off the browser, not even thinking, right? Because when I order stuff, it's usually on my phone. And when I get that message, I'll make, you know, do a screenshot or whatever. Mm -hmm. And so I was like starting to panic because I was like, well, what happens if I like, I don't know. I just was thinking worst case scenario, but I'm happy to say that like, as of like, 30 like literally right before we started the show i got an email saying my order had been confirmed so nice <laughs> so as of right now as long as things still go according to plan and i don't get an email tomorrow saying like hey we sold too many and you're one of the people that didn't get it you know i'm locked in for a ps5 as of right now so nice nice awesome. yeah i'm very excited about it i'm not gonna lie i had a brain fart moment where after i pre-ordered i'm like oh i didn't even pre-order any games but then I was like, oh, yeah, I'm getting <laughs> I'm getting one without a disk drive. So thank God I didn't pre-order any games because I wouldn't have been able to play them. So, yeah. Anyways, I, I'm glad I was able to lock that in. But, man, it was a roller coaster of, like, emotions. I was panicking. I was getting worried. And I was going to – I was contemplating, like, well, should I pr- make another pre-order, like, through GameStop or, or, sorry, EB Games or something? I'm like, well, what happens if I can't – like, yeah. So – it's all good. I'm I'll let you know if anything changes, but as of now, that's how it how it stands. So Yeah, bit, awesome. bit of a gong show, I guess. Uh yeah. Sounds like you guys definitely had a harder time than I did because I went on the site as soon as it went live. No issues, no the pages loaded fine. It was <laughs> quick and simple and easy and stress free, but yeah. Well, I want to mention real quick, uh, I just saw this tweet from Xbox. They're throwing a little shade here. Uh, pre-order September 22nd, worldwide launch in 36 countries, November 10th. Don't worry. We'll <laughs> let you know the exact time pre-orders start for oh, you man. very soon. <laughs> nice. Yeah. It, and I, I mean, I feel like Xbox had to iron out a lot of that stuff early on because they're mm-hmm. doing this like financing option, right? So there's sure. a lot of more kind of things that need to be taken care of if you're going mm-hmm. that route and, and obtaining your console that way. So but it also makes sense for them to be like, hey, pre-orders start in a couple weeks. So then they have that two-week period to ensure all their I's are dotted and their T's are crossed, right? That everything's ready to go for September 22nd. Are, we, are there still going to be websites that crash? And absolutely, that happens all the time. But yeah, I feel like Xbox, much better rollout probably of getting their pre-orders out. And PlayStation, not so much. But mm-hmm. I mean... PlayStation can kind of do what they want <laughs> with uh, people just, you know, letting them do it anyway. So, all right. Well, I'm glad to, to kind of talk a little bit about that because I thought that was uh, worth mentioning on the show here. So let's, let's talk about that PS5 showcase from earlier today. What an event. I, I got to say, like, I honestly just 
I didn't have a lot of expectations. I knew we were going to get release date and price, but there were some prizes in there, guys, that I oh, yeah. did not really expect. Mm-hmm. So, what do before we kind of go over some announcements? How do we feel about this showcase? Similar in presentation style to the one back in June. Is it June? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think so. Um, similar in its presentation, it was a forty minutes long. We got a bunch of games and then at the end we finally got release date as well as price so november 12th is the official release date and then like i mentioned 4.99 for the disc drive version 3.99 discless what do we what do we think of this event as a whole i'll turn it over to you first adam so it it was certainly a lot meatier than I expected. I, I was kind of expecting like there was that leaked little sort of uh, video for the Xbox uh, series S and X, right? The, uh, you know, all their information for it. So I was kind of just expecting something like that. Uh, and here it ended up being like a, a big old showcase of games, which I, I will say there was a lot of hype at it. was very front loaded. I would say oh, yeah. a lot of hype at the very beginning. <laughs> Uh, and then we saw a lot of things that we've kind of just already seen that we maybe didn't need to see again right now. Right. Um, so I think that just kind of like threw it off and then it was like 40 minutes. So it was a, it was a really just, uh, high energy first, like 20 minutes or so. So I guess the first half of it, which was essentially what, like three games or maybe it was closer to 15 minutes. Um, so like the first three games, real high energy, like a lot of hype, a lot of, you know, just great, uh, showcases. And then, yeah, then we got into, um, a lot of just things that we already knew about. We've already seen, but maybe just new trailers for them. Then right. it's like, okay, great. And then at the end, we finally, you know, we got the price and the date and all that stuff, which, which really brought it home because I think it, it shocked a lot of people. I think we were, uh, in, in a lot of cases expecting it to be, slightly more expensive than the series x um but they ended up managing to make it the the same price with the discless version being a hundred dollars cheaper than that and and that's really the as far as i understand it's the only compromise that's made is that it just doesn't have a disk drive so everything else mm-hmm. the same the it's same identical. power and everything yeah. Um, unlike the Series S, which while still a really nice device, a uh, really powerful device, isn't as strong as the Series yeah. X. So um, there, there, it makes for a lot of interesting options for buyers coming this holiday season. I think that's a really good thing. So in summarization, I will say not a great event by from for me, but there was a lot of hype, um, a lot of cool stuff within that event. Yeah. Totally fair. How about you, Garrett? Yeah, uh, echo everything Adam said. Um, so I was a little busy when the actual event aired. I was trying to like not spoil myself, uh, but I was just so worried that pre-orders were going to like launch as it <laughs> ended. So I like I knew it was about to be over. So I got on Twitter and saw what was going on, and I pretty much spoiled the whole thing for myself before I watched <laughs> it. But um, all the better. There was a lot of cool stuff that I wanted to see. So. Um, yeah, I mean, I was really shocked to see Final Fantasy. That was, I had replied to a tweet Luke put out saying that 
He thought Final <laughs> Fantasy was more of a lock and, and that, that uh, Silent Hill was maybe a little more of a, a dream. And I felt the other way about it. I thought that, no, Silent Hill would, would definitely show up before Final Fantasy 16. But I was wrong. Luke was right. And um, I yeah, say? I mean, yeah, you nailed it, man. <laughs> um, either way, cool game. It uh, looks interesting. And uh, that's honestly really, really kind of crazy that it's a, a, a PS5 exclusive, it seems. So mm-hmm. um, that was pretty shocking to me. Other than that, as far as just like the the whole uh, presentation, it felt very similar to the, the last one. Um, felt a little more tight to me, uh, especially like the transitions with like the, the graphics and all that. Some of the ones in the, the first one like Went lingered on a for a long, long time. Sure. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So this one felt like they, they kind of sped through things a little bit quicker and kind of just kept the action going. And I appreciated that. Um, mm-hmm. And it, I think it did a good job of showing, you know, a little bit of something for everybody. There was a lot of a wide variety of things on here. Um, and so, yeah, overall good showcase. I think that they kind of continue to, to, perfect this um as they go i hope they can kind of if they're going to continue doing state of plays kind of put this same amount of polish on some of those Mm -hmm. at some point because those those kind of need some some work i like that this was not like a state of play like Mm -hmm. this sort of had its own identity that kind of said it like it's not like they tried to make this like a nintendo direct and it was like hey this is just this is just playstation we're gonna do our thing and i think Mm -hmm. that you know made it a little bit better spoke a little bit better um having its own character instead of trying to do something else or copy someone else yeah i think the one thing that both these kind of what like the the presentation in june and then today's presentation i feel like sony really executed the like how they presented the material if you set aside the the content of these presentations, the games and the trailers and everything. Like I just loved like the, the PS five reveal event is still like, I, I thought it was such a well done presentation in just like moving from one thing to the, to the next in like a really like in a really tight manner. You know what I mean? Like it, it didn't, I, I get what you're saying uh, Garrett with some of the, transitions and animations that they have kind of lingering a little bit i definitely Mm -hmm. felt like that with the first one because there was a lot of them right it was a much Mm -hmm. longer showcase so that also i think had something to do with it but i just like how like we didn't have any deep dives with developers on games the gameplay chunks were you know long enough that made it interesting but Mm -hmm. it never overstayed its welcome where it became boring. It's like, okay, we're over it. Let's get on to the next announcement. Like I always just, I felt the pacing for both of these felt good. And while I totally agree with you, Adam, there, there was a lot of stuff in here that was just like, you like, come on, you didn't really need, you were just putting this in here to kind of fill this out so you could do a presentation out of it. Right. Like the amount of new stuff, you know, like I, like if you just had the new, like you couldn't have a presentation with it. So they obviously threw in the Resident Evil stuff and the Death Loop and Call of Duty and whatever to to fill it out as a presentation. But I mean, the from starting it strong to even like them finishing with the the big reveal of release day and all that, and then the fact that they did oh one more thing kind of that we have to tell you about with that God of War tease. Like, 
if you're doing a presentation in 2020 and anytime in the future, if you don't have a one more thing, then like you're going to give the audience because they've that expectation has been created right with these digital events that like or just press events in general even when they used to do them at e3 i feel like that's kind of like a staple now that when they aren't there it's more noticeable right when like Mm -hmm. they end abruptly it's awkward or it's like all right that's the presentation let's kind of talk if you give that person one more thing even if it's something like the god of war tease which showed us absolutely nothing (laughs) besides the fact that it's coming in 2021 I mean, it, it leaves you in like a, a get hype moment, right? Um, I, I love the one more thing moment. So I'm glad mm-hmm. that they, they included on that. They were smart when they said it. It was almost like a little wink to them. It was like, we, we're, we're hooking you up, guys. We know you want one more <laughs> thing. We got you guys hyped. We got the Miles Morales. We got Final Fantasy 16. Let's give them one more little, the little cherry on top to just be like, we're the best. You know what I mean? So... <laughs> I do, I do like that. Um, I'm a sucker for for that kind of stuff. But yeah, it was, and it's funny too because yeah, like you said, like it was, it was literally nothing in yeah. the title, and it's something that we all knew they were working on. Like yeah. it wasn't a surprise and that this game existed. But it. the fact that they made it official was just, you know, it was just like, oh my god, yeah. it's real. Like yeah. <laughs> it was still so much Mic drop moment kind of thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> phenomenal. Well, let's let's kind of we can talk a little bit more of the presentation as we kind of go through these announcements. So let's start off with the first one, which is Final oh, Fantasy 16. One. So I'm going to turn it right over to you, Adam, because you obviously are our <laughs> resident itching. Final Fantasy expert. I'm glad you can make the show tonight because I was mm-hmm. like, I don't know. I feel like Adam could probably talk a lot more about Final <laughs> Fantasy than myself and Garrett. So <laughs> mm-hmm. let's hear it, Adam. I've just been itching to talk about this game since I saw the trailer. <laughs> it, it looks so good. And they, uh, you know, it, right from the bat, like the, the get go, I'm like, this looks like Final Fantasy. Yeah. Like just looking at the armor pieces and right. and they mm-hmm. really took it back to uh, sort of like a fan- fantasy environment. Yeah. Like um, modern Final Fantasies have had really, uh, you know, technical like, uh, technology plays a really big factor into things like we saw that with, you know, Final Fantasy 15, Final Fantasy 13, mm-hmm. uh, where you see big, you know, uh, technological structures and big cities, metropolises, like thing, things like that. And this really goes, dials it way back to, yeah. you know, think like old school Final Fantasy, but now for the modern era of games. And uh, it it looks great. Um, you know, they, they also added in some uh, classic uh, like remastered soundtracks from older titles like the like the classic Final Fantasy theme um, going back into a track from I think I think air uh, first debuted in, in Final Fantasy 4 I can't remember the name of the track but uh, that you know you could hear that tune in the background and it sounded really great mm-hmm. and you know it, it kind of plays through and at first it's like okay this really looks like Final Fantasy is could this really be Final Fantasy because uh, at the last Sony PlayStation 5 event there was another Square Enix game that I can't for the life of me remember what it was and I'm like this game is clearly Square Enix mm-hmm. um, but is it that game that they showed at the last event or is this actually a Final Fantasy game right and there was a very specific moment, um, you know, because they're showing they 
there's been many names for them, you know, the, the different summons. They're, they've been like Eons, they've been Espers, Icons. Um, so they've, they've had many names of these, these various summons and, and they use the word Icon. And I'm like, okay, well, that's a dead giveaway right there. And you see what looks to be uh, Shiva and then, you know, maybe what's Titan. And, and then you see, you know, a scene where people are riding on chocobos. chocobos it's like, there yeah. it is. Like that's mm-hmm. without a doubt. That is the thing. This is Final Fantasy. And yeah, for it, me it, as a casual player, it took me to the chocobos to be like, okay, yeah, it is Final Fantasy. <laughs> that was, that was for sure the solidifying moment. Yeah. Um, 100%. And it, it sort of looks like Final Fantasy fourteen and fifteen had a baby, um, <laughs> and and I'm I'm all in on it. Nice. It looks so good. I don't think they had a any sort of release time frame on there, did they? Is it? I Mm-mm. yeah, I don't even think they gave a year. I, I don't remember. I think it's a ways off because this was the first one, and before the the footage aired, it said that this was on PC right, emulating yeah, a yeah, PS5. Right. So, yeah. and every other game today was actual PS5 hardware. So, makes me think it's a little ways off. Yeah. Hopefully, it's 2021. I would I would love to be able to play that next year, but you know, we'll see we'll see what happens. Hopefully, it's not something where they announce it and then it's you know five six years down the road. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I was honestly like surprised that we got to see this much of a look at it because i expected whenever final fantasy 16 was going to be first announced it was going to be more condensed like we would maybe get a cinematic trailer or which i guess this was a cinematic trailer i don't did they show glimpses of they did yeah there was definitely some gameplay yeah yeah so like i just expect or that or like a bit of a tease that's kind of like hey final fantasy 16 is coming (laughs) We get a logo and that's it. Yeah, and I mean, like, that would still probably... Because then it's like, okay, now it's official. Even though we all know it's coming, it's like, okay, it's for sure. It's a for sure. It's just like God of War, right, at the end there. It's like, we all know it's going to come at some point. But just having that confirmation that it's real and that we can play it at some point in the near in the future, whenever that is, I don't know. It's just kind of, like, reassuring. So I just kind of expected for them especially like with having final fantasy 7 remake released this year and some other titles over at square like i just expected them to have a smaller reveal so i was quite impressed with the you know the size of this trailer and how much they showed off of the game they showed a lot more than i had expected Mm -hmm. for this reveal so Adam, I wanted to ask you, uh, I was listening to PS I Love You earlier and their their episode today was the, you know, kind of their post-show reactions. And someone mentioned that they thought it might be in the same universe or setting as as Final Fantasy XIV. Does that seem like that might be the case to you as well? It really does. Uh, hmm. So from some of the environments and stuff they were showing off, it, it really sort of felt like it, it was the the world of final fantasy 14 so whether or not it really is we don't know Mm -hmm. uh there's enough universe uh that was created in the lore of final fantasy 14 that it could um it could certainly be in that universe um you know with without spoiling anything story-wise in 14 like it it definitely seems like there could be a connection uh Mm -hmm. especially with some of the uh you know higher up staff directors and stuff from final fantasy 14 being a part of this game 
-hmm. I think that that even lends itself a little bit more to the possibility that they are connected in some way. Uh, Also in uh, Final Fantasy XIV, the the word icon is used uh, pretty frequently for the, you know, those those big summon type enemies Mm -hmm. like Shiva and, and all them, you know, Ifrit and all those different, you know, mythical beasts. Um, so the fact that they're kind of throwing that word around kind of also makes me think that it could be related to, to Final Fantasy fourteen or set in that universe. Mm-hmm. That's really cool. Yeah. I just, I think it was Tim that mentioned it and I was like, oh, I definitely need to ask Adam about that because he would be the one to know. So that's yeah. cool. Big, uh, I big hope time it, I, 14 vibes for sure. I kind of hope it is because it seems like, you know, you and your brother both love Final Fantasy fourteen. It seems like there's a lot of really cool lore and story in there and, if they're going to expand that out into a single player game and kind of, uh, you know, let other people get a taste of that world through a, through a, you know, a mainline game, you know, it could only, uh, serve them well and, you know, possibly get them more people, you know, moving over to, to the online yeah. game. So, yeah, I would, I would love to see more, more of that game's lore. Cause there's so much that, and there's so much content in 14 that I, I haven't seen nearly, <laughs> nearly all of it over, mm-hmm. uh, you know, across all those expansions. Um, but but yeah, again, just really heavy Final Fantasy fourteen vibes from uh, some of what we saw today. So yeah, you know, I'm totally okay with with uh, there being a relationship between the two games. Yeah. Be, uh, one last point I wanted to make is just going back to you talking about it, kind of going back to that fantasy medieval type setting as opposed to the more futuristic. Um, technology forward that we've seen in recent games especially like even like final fantasy 7 remake although that came out a while ago and was established back in 97 or whenever that was i like i i when i saw that it was more fantasy like it's i i was totally sold because although i like a lot of the futuristic elements that final fantasy has is in a franchise like that's actually kind of the one thing that's kind of attracted me to want to explore final fantasy as a franchise more i i i feel like there's so many it's so it my mind has a hard time like dealing with final because everything seems so medieval and like fantasy like when you mix like uh the technology that some of the games have it just kind of like my mind has a hard time deciding on like do i like this or is it weird whatever Mm. and so when you take the tone that Final Fantasy usually usually has and pairs it with the more medieval fantasy-like setting, I'm like totally on board for it. So I'm, I'm really glad that they're, they're doing this. Like this game looks more interesting to me than I, I'm more interested in it than I was ever seeing any other Final Fantasy game. Like I really want to explore um, this world and what it has to offer. Like the enemies they showed off and, yeah like it it did a great job at just reinforcing that idea that like final fantasy is a a powerhouse franchise that has just so many different things going for it right yeah and the interesting thing so pretty much going back to very early final fantasies is that there's always some sort of blend between fantasy and like sci-fi with the technology and everything like there's always, you know, a dungeon or a series of dungeons that's a very high tech, um, you know, area that you go into or dungeon or tower mm-hmm. or, you know, mechanical ship that you go into. Um, 
And then it's, you know, going further into some of the Final Fantasy games, like 7, I think, really started to uh, lean a little bit more into the mechanical and technology side of things, mm-hmm. but still also had a lot of fantasy to it as yeah. well. And then going into 8, you know, dipping a little bit more into uh, into that. And then 9 and 10 sort of, sort of pulled back, went a little bit more fantasy, but there, again, there's always that theme of technology in it. Um, and, and then we get into, uh, 13, which was, was very heavily into technology. Uh, 15, I feel like had a lot of technology involved with that. So, um, yeah, it's interesting to see them really pull it back to where Mm -hmm. it's going to be mostly fantasy, but I will not be surprised to see, um, high tech elements in, you know, entwined in there somewhere. Yeah, for sure. God, I love Final Fantasy. I'm so excited. <laughs> yeah, very exciting. Uh, not sure. Yeah, I think we mentioned it. Yeah, console, PlayStation console exclusive, meaning it's, I think it said at the bottom in fine print that it was coming to PC, maybe. Yeah. Um, but really so, interesting. Hey, if I never get my PlayStation 5, at least I'll still get to play <laughs> yeah, it on PC. Yeah, exactly. Right? That's all that matters. <laughs> I, I thought it was interesting that they locked that in as an exclusive, though, because um, it did. Like it said, it was a console exclusive. I don't know if that means timed, but they made it sound like it's just coming to PlayStation. And mm. that's interesting because although 7 Remake was a timed exclusive and is coming to Xbox next year, like just in general, I feel like Square's has been pushing Final Fantasy more so on Xbox, um, mm-hmm. especially with all those games coming to Game Pass lately. Like, mm-hmm. I thought that that was very clear that they're platform agnostic and they're, you know, but so when I saw that, I was like, wow, they're, that's, that's a big win for Sony to be able to lock, lock back up exclusive exclusivity to a Final Fantasy game, something that they've done in the past, but I just was surprised to see that today, you know, 2020 and everything that's transpired. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, they drove up the the dump truck full of PS4 money and said, we want this. (laughs) Yeah, exactly, right. (laughs) Right. Next, they showed off Spider-Man Miles Morales. We got our first real gameplay. And, man, this game looks awesome. It honestly, like, this game for me, I'm excited for it, especially it being Miles Morales. Like, I'm totally down for whatever this game's going to be. And even when it was first announced, I was extremely hyped but like knowing that it was coming, I was kind of like, oh yeah, it's going to be fun mm-hmm. for me. I don't know about you guys, but watching the actual gameplay of everything, like got me really excited. It, like totally took me back to the mechanics in Spider-Man and kind of that being a driving force as to why it was so fun to play. Everything felt really great. And so watching this gameplay trailer for me was, it just kind of reinforced why I like the Spider-Man games and why I should be excited for them and watching like I thought they did a great job at showcasing this gameplay and the mixture of like the when the beat dropped when like the combat started and stuff like Mm. this game is showing that it's going to have a lot of style which is on brand with Miles Morales and I'm I'm quite excited for it I know it's supposed to be the smaller experience and everything like that but actually seeing the gameplay has gotten me more excited. I was already sold on it, but now I'm like excited to get my hands on and play it. So 
What did you guys think of this gameplay reveal? I'm in, I'm in the same boat as you, Luke. I, I love the first Spider-Man. It's probably one of my favorite games of all time at this point. Mm-hmm. And, um, yeah, I, I was like excited for this, but not like overly amped because, you know, smaller experience kind of doesn't seem like they're, you know, iterating on the gameplay too much. Um, but actually, you know, seeing it in action and seeing how things actually look and just him in the different suit and everything like that, just, it just seems cool. And I'm ready to get back into that world and, uh, kind of web sling around New York again. It just, um, it's going to feel like going home almost because yeah. I just spent so much time just, just in that world. And I'm excited to actually get to start from the beginning of a game again, where it's going to remind me of all the controls and everything. Cause mm-hmm. every time I go back to it now, I'm like, I used to be better at this, you know, <laughs> it's still really fun, but I'm like, I know I used to be way better at this game. So, um, yeah, I'm excited to just kind of, you know, ease myself back into mm-hmm. it and, and, uh, you know, get to experience a new story. I, picked up on a few like uh, I think they mentioned rocks on which I remember hearing uh, a lot in the first game as well and so mm-hmm. it seems like they've got some story threads you know from the first game moving through this as well and so yeah I'm I'm along for the ride on this one I'm excited how about you Adam yeah I, I you know same boat like it it looks so good and it, it it was one of those things where it's like okay you know you know it's it's more spider-man I really liked it um, but it you know, hadn't really seen any a whole lot of it, so I didn't know really what to expect. And mm-hmm. yeah, just the the way they uh, it, it's stylized and the the movements and the transitions between like gameplay and like cutscene and interacting, you know, in these cutscenes is just incredible. Like mm-hmm. it's it's so cinematic yet so uh, interactive at the same yeah. time. And it's it, it absolutely gorgeous. I was a little confused as to what was going on. Like, I, I don't know a lot about Miles Morales' Spider-Man. Uh, so some of the, the moves and sort of, like, powers that he was using were all new to me. Like, I don't know if that's originally part of, like, his his skill set as Spider-Man or um, if, if, you know, it has anything to do with what transpired in that, that uh you know, cinematic scene that we were watching. Right. So I'm a little confused as to what all that is. Obviously I'm sure it'll be uh, explained during the game, but I, I just, I don't know if that's normally part of like the comics or whatever, right. but uh, it looks super cool. Um, so yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm definitely excited. I mean, if I get, uh, if I do get a PlayStation five, it's definitely going to be one of the, the first games that I play on it. So. Absolutely. Yeah. Mm-hmm. One thing that they didn't really show off in the show when they showed this trailer was they just said, continued to say holiday 2020. And so when I saw that, I was like, okay, like obviously they don't want to put a date because then it will ruin because if it is a launch, that was the expectation. But then I was kind of thinking as we got closer and then when they did give the release date and the presentation ended, I'm like, so wait, when is Spider-Man coming out? And (laughs) the, they did a big blog post over on uh, the PlayStation blog and gave more detail. So basically in short, this is going to be a launch title. I guess you can get an ultimate edition that also includes Spider-Man, if I'm not mistaken. I think it might be a remastered version of Mm Spider-Man. And also something that they didn't confirm uh, or wasn't confirmed until today is Miles Morales is actually going to be on PlayStation 4 as well. Mm-hmm. Um, and not in the presentation. They said, 
uh, Spider-Man, Horizon, um, whatever it's called, Forbidden West mm-hmm. is also coming to PlayStation 4, which is very interesting. Mm-hmm. And there was one other game I'm forgetting. Uh, Sackboy, I think. Oh, yes, that's right. Yeah, Sackboy. Um, so, yeah, I think Sackboy was actually uh, a launch game. Spider-Man is going to be a launch game. Demon Souls, which we haven't talked about yet, is going to be a mm-hmm. launch game. Um, man, I should have had the blog post open. I've, but I've got it up. Oh, right okay. Here. Uh, Destruction All Stars is is a launch game, as well as Astro's Playroom, which is pre-installed on right. PS5. Okay, so no bug snacks that we know no of yet. Uh, Ratchet and Clank, with, those aren't coming launch at least. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think those were the only two other games that people were kind of pinning at launch. Um, yeah, I, I, for like, what do you guys think of them releasing it on with Spider-Man as an ultimate edition? Do we think it's a cash grab or like, are we okay with that or any thoughts? I'm okay with it. I mean, it's only $20 more and you're getting the entire, you know, Spider-Man game. I'm assuming the DLC is included with that. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, and if it's going to be running better and taking advantage of like ray tracing and some of that stuff, then I, I think $20 to play that game, you know, in its ultimate form is not a bad deal at all. In fact, I'll probably buy that version because I'm going to go with the disc list and I yeah. have Spider-Man on disc. So I'll just trade that into GameStop and, and uh, you know, buy it digitally, the, sure. the deluxe edition. That way I've got Spider-Man to play as well. Um, so I, I don't have a problem with it. I think it being on PS4, I think we all kind of assumed that um, just from, you know, the, the time it was announced, it just kind of, that was kind of the rumor that it was going to be on PS4. Yeah. Horizon being on PS4, like you said, is a little more shocking. And I think uh, that may mean that game is further along than we expected uh, yeah. and possibly, you know, early next year, uh, maybe my March or May or something like that. Um, I don't know. Um, I don't have a real problem with it. The only thing that I take a little issue with is that they did kind of tout like, we believe in generations where, you know, drawing the line in the sand and moving forward and that kind of thing. And they're, they're really not, they've got a few games that are kind of straddling that line. So, um, no, you know, doesn't bother me. I don't really care if they yeah. want to, you know, sell a game to their hundred millions of, you know, PS4 users, then go for it. That, that doesn't bother me at all. Yeah. It does make me wonder if that's a hint at potential supply issues for the PS5. So it's like, you know, maybe we won't be able to get as many people, you know, locked into PS5 to yeah. play these games, you know, as, as soon as we had hoped. So maybe we maybe have to make it cross-gen mm-hmm. just to mm-hmm. make sure the people that aren't able to get a PS5 can still play this game. Yeah. Just, you know, not saying that's the case, but, you know. I'm sure if, if we put it in a business, business perspective, they're probably more thinking of like, oh, we sold like millions and millions and millions and millions and millions of PS4s. very, very large player base. Let's just sell it to this large player base that we've already acquired because we know a lot of them aren't going to adopt PS5 for a bit, right? They're going to hang on to their PS4s. And if we give that, Mm -hmm. maybe that's more incentive for them to to transition into the PS5 sooner than they had planned to. Who knows, right? I I did think it was interesting, which we haven't talked about yet. We will go over it um, because it was kind of near the end of the show with that PlayStation Plus collection. Them showing all these uh, mostly, not all, but mostly first-party exclusive titles and they were Mm -hmm. showing them off. I'm like, oh, Spider-Man's not on there. And and then that's when, you know, after the presentation, we had learned that they were pairing it with. And I'm like, oh, okay. Why give it to them free when they could 
make them spend a little bit more money on this Miles Morales game and and toss it to them in there. <laughs> but mm-hmm. I w- one more thing before we kind of move on. The one thing that they pointed out here is I think the Ultimate Edition, I don't know if you still have that up, Garrett. What was the the retail price that they listed for you guys? Um, let me see. Because that was a big thing on Twitter after was that they're yeah. charging. Oh, well, yeah. Ultimate Edition is $69.99 uh, US, but Canadian it's $89.99. Which honestly kind of makes sense because we pay $79.99 for all our okay. games and then usually 89 is like for like a special edition like if you got last of us special edition or like Mm -hmm. i paid that to get uh the special edition of death stranding or whatever so that's Mm kind of typical but yeah do you guys think like ten dollars more a game like do you think it's inevitable or like how are we feeling yeah it seems that way i mean you've got demon souls listed at 69.99 destruction all stars is the same price um sackboy is 59.99 and then obviously the uh the base version of of spider-man uh miles morales is 49.99 so uh it seems like they might have a little room to play you know kind of with the scale there but it seems you know we've already seen the nba game uh priced at 69.99 as well mm-hmm. uh seems like that might be where we're headed yeah it's so right now i'm on best buy canada just for comparison's sake like you said, Ultimate Edition, $89.99, $64.99 for the regular version. Sackboy's 80 bucks, which is typical. Yeah, Demon's Souls is $90. Oh, my God. Wow. Damn. But Destruction All-Stars is really shocking to see it at that full price, yeah. I think. Yeah, jeez. Yeah, Destruction All-Stars, $89.99. Oh, my God. So the, the big question I have is is they say the reason for the price increase is because that, you know, games are more expensive to make. They require larger staff, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. things like that. It's like, okay, I get it. You know, and then there's obviously like the, you know, the, the shipping lines and re- retailers taking their cut, middlemen, all that stuff. So... My question is if they're, you know, also selling these games digitally directly from their store, why isn't there any sort of discount for that? You know yeah, what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like if you're cutting out those retailers and all those middlemen sure. that no, it takes totally. to sell those physical copies, why aren't digital users getting uh, a, a lower price because those those sales are negating all that stuff? So it's just mm-hmm. weird to me that there's no, um, you know, no sort of difference in price versus digital and, and physical. Yeah, that's a good point. Yeah. And even if you tied that into like as, you know, that being a perk of a subscription, like all your digital titles with PS Plus are $5 cheaper or something like that, you know, because uh, that way it incentivizes you to go digital and it incentivizes you to pay for their subscription as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, know. it's it's and it's like... Uh... It's weird because I'm looking on Best Buy right now and they have games like Assassin's Creed Valhalla PS5, Immortals Phoenix Rising, Watch Dogs Legion, like all the uh, Ubisoft games are on there. Far Cry 6, those are listed at $79.99, but it seems like all the first party game actually no, because the, I don't know, yeah, it seems like, because Lego Star Wars Skywalker Saga is $79.99, which would be regular. So I, it seems like first party games plus Call of Duty, um, I guess, yeah, I, I don't know why they're doing that. It kind of pisses me off that we're, some games are 79 for me and 90, mm. but 
and it would. That's a lot of money for, for I know, a single game, right? Like, that's, like that. I don't know. I, I I mean, I guess the problem is that people are paying that. You know, yeah. if we maybe got to a point where it's like, hey, this is just too much for a game. Like, I mean, even for me, like I think about it, it's like, where am I going to have to draw the line? Where it's mm-hmm. like, you know, right now, like I'm at sixty dollars. I'm buying, you know, generally all most of the major releases that are coming yeah. out, but. You know, mm-hmm. if we get to a point where it's like back to back to back games, like that's that's, that's hundreds money, of dollars yeah. easy. Mm-hmm. Um, so there, yeah, there there kind of has to be a line drawn, and we, you know, maybe if they start seeing a dip in sales, maybe that extra money they're trying to get isn't going to be worth it in the long yeah. run. The optimist in me hopes that that you know the extra money means that they're going to take take their time more with these games, polish them up more, and they're going to be worth you know, the extra money on day sure. one. We're not going to have to be waiting for patches and stuff like that. But, you know, the the realist in me says they just want more money. <laughs> yeah. Well, and especially now, like, they, they totally know what they're doing by releasing a digital-only con- console and mm-hmm. pricing it cheaper. And I think that's why they could do the $100 differences because they know they can make it up by... They, though That person will only be able to buy games through PlayStation, right? They're not going to GameStop. They're not going mm-hmm. buying games secondhand or whatever, they have to pay full retail price and they get all the profit uh, from it. Well, obviously besides like cut to the developers and everything like that, right? Like they don't have to pay to many, like you said, Adam, manufacture um, everything that comes in with that. So that's a, a really good point. Definitely a discussion for another time. Cause we could dive in deeper in the, the logistics around that. But yeah, I mean when Xbox, so back in the day, Xbox 360 games launched at 50, or no 60 here in Canada and then this gen we we jumped up to 79.99 which was or sorry they used to be 50 or 60 for a long time then tail end generation they were like selling for 69.99 and then next gen came with Xbox One PS4 and we're doing 79.99 I'm like Oh my God, like I can't do $79.99. And I'm just having deja vu right now of looking at these freaking $90 games and realizing I could buy five of them to pay for my console. <laughs> like, <laughs> God damn. <laughs> my wallet is screaming at me right now. <sighs> okay, uh, let's move along here. Harry Potter Hogwarts Legacy has officially been announced. It's a Harry Potter RPG set way back in the 1800s. Um, we got, can I, can oh. I do a red alert Yep. right now? <laughs> Go for it. So, uh, Garrett has just yep. shared a tweet from Wario oh. 64 that the Amazon site is now live for both, uh, disc and discless versions of the PlayStation five. Yep. And I got it in my cart. Okay. Well, I you guys now place an order for a PlayStation five. Oh, you got it. I got it. Oh, nice dude. Wow. Live oh. on air. I don't know if I should pull the trigger or wait for GameStop. I don't know. What to do. <laughs> I need a few minutes to think. Okay, Let's well, continue the so show. Yeah, a little, that was just a little no, bit of breaking news. Yeah, that's <laughs> live on air. Well, not live, but live for us. <laughs> um, okay, well, while you're contemplating that, Garrett, I'll talk a little bit about Harry Potter. Like I said, 1800s. It is coming to the PlayStation 5. Uh, I don't believe it, it was announced as an exclusive or anything like that. Um, but it's coming in 2021. Now we knew this game existed because it was leaked like two years ago, back in like fall 2018. I want to say I actually talked about it at length on the podcast because 
it was a pretty big leak that we saw back then. We actually saw gameplay and everything. And yeah, when I saw the Warner Brothers logo, I'm like, well, we know about the the DC games, right? Gotham Knights and Suicide Squad. So it took my my mind like literally like split second to kind of just be like oh my god harry potter and then i saw like the wizarding world logo and everything and i was like hell yes i totally forgot about this game until right now in this moment and it looks pretty cool i mean megan is a huge huge harry potter fan loves the books loves the movies is obsessed with harry potter so she was like almost crying today she said when she watched this trailer because it would look like everything she wanted in a Harry Potter game, right? It has, it's an RPG. It sounds like you can kind of just do everything from going to classes, exploring Hogwarts, playing Quidditch, dealing with like the monsters and the Fantastic Beasts. And it looks really, really fun. And I'm excited to just kind of go get my hands on this game because I'd love to like go through the, with the sorting hat, be put into a house and just live, be actually able to live through this Hogwarts experience after like, you know, dreaming about it through the movies and and the books for so long. Like, I feel like this is the first time that we're going to be able to kind of do that on our own and stuff. So I'm very excited for this game. But uh, how do you guys feel about it? Real quick before that, two things. Do you guys remember when this originally leaked? How long it's been? Yeah, 20... It's October 2018. Yeah. Almost two years. How insane is that? That a game leaked almost two years ago and it just now got revealed. Yeah. On episode here, I'm going to pull it up. Uh, do, do, do. Harry Potter video game leaked. Episode number 20 of Games Are Fun on October oh, wow. 9th. So I talked about that way back in the day. And I I thought when that game leaked... Because they had shown off a lot. Like, it was a pretty big leak. It was, like, a yeah. cell phone footage of a monitor showing, like, gameplay in a tra- like an actual trailer. Mm-hmm. Different than the trailer we saw today. But it was, like, designed as a trailer. And I thought, oh, they're going to come out and announce that, you know, within the month. For sure. And then as we got further and further away from that, I was like, well, maybe it wasn't real. Maybe some, like, person was really good at Unreal Engine 4 and just, like, made a fake trailer <laughs> to mess with people. But, like... Yeah, that that's crazy that they took t- they they took their time and like, no, we're good. We're just going to yeah. wait two more years and then we'll let you know if it's real or not. Well, and they probably <laughs> honestly saw everyone being like, oh, this is awesome. You know, I, I would love to play this. This yeah. looks great. And they were like, perfect. We don't even have to reveal now. Whenever we do choose to, you know, finally put this out, people are going to be excited for it. Yeah. So um, other quick thing i have secured a playstation 5 digital dude nice <laughs> nice i forgot i had a 50 dollar uh gift card sitting on my account so uh yeah that that took the price down for me a little bit and i'll just use my trade-ins at gamestop and get some psn gift cards and and buy some games so nice. so sorry adam you got which one did you get uh, i got the disc version you got the so disc version okay i i chose that one and Sorry, this is taking us on a tangent. No, here, this so. is what this is all about. I mean, we're <laughs> living in the moment of the, the going into next gen. So this it's is what season. I want. Yeah. <laughs> so I was on the fence because since COVID-19 started and, and I've basically been shelter in place since March, I've pretty much gone exclusively digital on all my consoles. Now, with uh, Switch, I, I've pretty much been doing all digital for a while now, mm-hmm. uh, but since 
COVID hit, I started going digital with my PlayStation as well. So I, um, you know, I, I was kind of like, well, maybe I just keep that trend going and I just keep going all digital, save myself a hundred bucks at the, the purchase of the console. But then I thought to myself, I, my, my bread and butter, uh, for however many years is to get physical games when I'm done, trade them in, uh, you know, get some currency back so I can put them towards other games or right. save for another console or whatever. So, um, you know, and I, I just, I didn't want to have the option of physical taken away. So, uh, while it, it may not be used frequently with the, uh, the new PlayStation, I at least wanted to have the option for it. Yeah. So, it's still available to you if you needed it. Yeah. So yeah. that's why I chose that. And maybe one day things go back to normal and, you know, I start buying physical again and, and do my trade cycles and all that. But yeah, so I figured, you know, a little bit more upfront, but it, it gives me some options. I think, you know, on the other hand, if my only option were discless, that was the only option presented to right. me. Um, I, I would have gone with it still. I think going discless is, is totally fine. Again, it saves you a bunch of money up front. Mm-hmm. You can put that towards, you know, the headset or, you know, games or whatever. So, um, I, I think I, I definitely see a lot of value in going digital at this point, not having to, uh, take carts or discs out of my consoles has been extremely convenient. Um, so I, I've actually really grown accustomed to digital. So, mm-hmm. so again, yeah, I might you know, kind of stick with that trend for a, a little bit more than I used to, but, yeah. um, you know, with the option to still use this from time to time. Yeah. The, the physical collector in me is a little upset because <laughs> I was having a big moment today of just trying to figure out what I was going to, to go with. And yeah, like, I think like the price for me was like the, the thing that just kind of solidified it as like, I got to go digital. Cause when you, especially when I know it's all marketing and the, the 499 is like, well, it's $500. But when you see the number 499 besides 629.99, it's like, you just, I couldn't go click on that disc drive. And like, as soon as I did, I knew that, you know, I'm probably going to have moments of regret of like, cause like I work at a business that sells, like we're, we're a retailer. So like we sell, video games i can get actually uh, a small disc not a huge discount but i can get a discount on my games which is really helpful but i've even noticed that with that option available to me like i've wanted to buy my games digitally so that i can pre-download them have them installed and be able to play them you know at 10 p.m mountain daylight time <laughs> on like the night before that the they come out right like i did that with tony hawk i did that with ghost i did that with last of us i did that with final fantasy and so that there's kind of been an excitement with that. And I feel like this, like kind of with you, Adam, I've also kind of moved more digitally and I never would have expected that for me. You asked me two years ago, like I love having the physical, like being able to just see all my games on the shelf and like, you know, I, I I'm sure I'll come across a moment where I see a game or my friend has a disc of a certain game I don't have. And it's like, well, now I can't play that. I mean, I'll, I I don't know if this is going to continue on to the next generation, but uh, my local library has PS4 and Xbox One games. Will they get PS5 games? Well, if they do, it doesn't really matter because I won't be able to to exchange. So I, mm-hmm. it, it's tough when you you break it down. Like it, re- I I am definitely restricting myself. How how do you feel? Like why'd you go disc discless version? 
Garrett? Like, was it a cost thing or? Yeah, uh, it's a cost thing for me. And also that, you know, my main console is, is going to be the, the series X. That's where I'll play most of my third party stuff just because I'm super bought into the Xbox ecosystem. I, I prefer that controller. I mean, obviously I'm going to, you know, have to recompare when the dual sense comes out, but, um, you know, it's just kind of my home base. Mm-hmm. And so, um, almost every game I've bought for the PS4 has already been digital. So there's like, I think I've got two or three games on disc and they're older games that, you know, if I decide that I really want to play them again, like for example, one of them's God of War. Well, now I'm going to get that because I'm going to subscribe to, to PlayStation plus yeah. and I'm going to get that with my subscription. So there's one off the list. Uh, the other one's Spider-Man. I'm going to get that with the, the digital, uh, you know, deluxe edition or whatever it's called. So there's another one off my list. And then other than that, I think I've got Avengers, which is my only other one. And, you know, I'll figure out what I'm going to do about that and how I'm going to, uh, you know, get a, a, a PS5 version of that at this point. Um, you know, if whatever I have to do, you know, if I'm going to trade in my other games and use that money to get a, a digital Avengers or whatever. But, um, you know, I won Avengers in a contest, so I really can't complain about <laughs> sure, to pay yeah. something to yeah, upgrade exactly, that if yeah. I if I want to. So, yeah. Um, yeah, for me, it just comes down to, you know, uh, kind of the ease I've already set myself up kind of basically going digital on PS4 and I figured it's worth it to save the mm-hmm. hundred bucks up front for me. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And honestly, if you're someone who has been in the Nintendo world for a long time, you're probably used to buying games over and over and over again. So you're like, right. who cares if I have to buy like, mm-hmm. yeah, then that's with me. Like the only games I own physically that, like I like even like I own the special edition of Death Stranding and that's great, but you know like I am I really gonna want to go back and play that game in the next year or two? No, probably not. And if mm-hmm. I ever get the urge to play it, it probably will will like I said be like even if it's fifty percent right off of what it normally was at when it released. I'll buy it. You know what I mean? If I want to play it that bad in that moment, sure. I'll spend the 40 bucks or 50 bucks or whatever to play it. Um, I've done it before and I'll continue to do it. I mean, I just bought bat the Batman games for like a third time, I think, or (laughs) yeah, technically a third time. And so it's like, what can you do? Right. (laughs) They they, they know that. And so you just kind of got to make that decision. So man, I'm so excited for us. Like, I'm glad we were all able to lock it in tonight. Mm -hmm. And that's, that makes me happy that you guys were able to, to get it, get it in before the, the day was over. So for sure. Yeah. It looks like they may have already gone out. Wow. It's that fast. Yeah. (laughs) Who knows? Like by the time you're listening to this, maybe we've had two more waves of different retailers, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. I mean, I know, like I said at the, the beginning of the show, there's going to be more opportunities, yeah. 100%. Like, this isn't it. Yeah. Yeah. I, I saw already that Walmart said on the 22nd they're going to have more available online and in store for pre-order. So yeah. th- there will be more options out there. Yeah. I can't wait to see the numbers of, like, like obviously we, we need to hit the Xbox Series X pre-orders and the Series S, S pre-orders, but I can't wait to, like, when those first you know, stats come out of like, here's the numbers on things. I'm really interested in seeing, like, I think PlayStation will probably outsell, um, even with, you know, Xbox having, I mean, we can save that conversation for another time, but it's just like, (laughs) it's, it's going to be interesting to see how that unfolds. Right. 
Mm-hmm. Um, so anyway, we were talking about Harry, Harry Potter. Potter. Right. Harry Potter. <laughs> so anyway, uh, yeah, I'm I'm really excited about this game. I actually didn't hear about it until I think earlier this year. I don't even think I knew it existed. Mm. So mm. Uh, it was fairly new news to me. I don't know how I totally missed it before because you guys were saying it was first announced back in 2018. So uh, yeah, it definitely wasn't even on my radar for you know those, those two years or I guess maybe like a year to a year and a half, something like that. Uh, but I got, as I was watching the trailer for this, it gave me really strong bully vibes which um, mm. I absolutely loved Bully. Yeah. And, you know, if this is like a Harry Potter version of that, um, I'm so in. So, yeah, I'm really looking forward to this game big time. Yeah, I think, like, it just has so many good things going for it because, like, if you like Quidditch, you, you'll you probably be able to play Quidditch matches, mm-hmm. which will be so much fun. If you like uh, the, the monsters and the beasts and all the creatures in the Harry Potter world or sorry, the whatever wizarding world, you know, it's, it's there. Um, going to classes, running around the halls, like exploring the secrets of Hogwarts. Like, it's just like, man, it's, it looks pretty good. Like I, I have pretty high expectations for this game. I, I, I want, I can't wait till we actually get more of a look at like, cause they showed, they sprinkled in gameplay here and there, but mm-hmm. I want to know like, what is this? Is this open role? Can we go do what we want to do? Um, does this have some stupid like multiplayer element to it? Like, you know, I, the, as great as this good, it could also come crumbling down pretty quick with just a couple words mm-hmm. like that. So, sure, yeah, yeah, it, it looks cool to me. I'm not a huge Harry Potter fan. I w- I read the first few books when I was a kid and saw a couple of the movies, but it wasn't something that ever stuck with me. But um, this actually seems like it would be a really cool, mm-hmm. uh, entry point for me to at least, you know, get into that world a little bit more and, and maybe, um, you know, expand my knowledge of, of the world from yeah. there. Um, yeah, I've, I've actually, since the very first trailer thought this looked really, really, or leaked trailer, but yeah. thought it looked really, really cool then. And, and it still looks really cool. And so, yeah, yeah, um, I don't know a whole lot, like I said, about everything. So I can't comment too much on, like, I know what Quidditch is and that yeah. kind of stuff, but, um, Everything I saw looked cool, and I'm, mm-hmm. I'm down to check it out, depending on, uh, you know, what else is coming out around it. Yeah, it looks like a, uh, the, I, like, fine, or, sorry, not Final Fantasy, Fire Emblem Three Houses had that school element to mm-hmm. it that was, a lot of people mm-hmm. compared to Harry Potter, and I really liked those aspects of it, but it wasn't like, you know, that was only one portion of the game. You walked around, and the world kind of was a little like I I'm excited to kind of dive into experience that kind of has that in its DNA, but seems to have a little bit more details going on and more things you can do surrounding that. So mm-hmm. should be fun. Um, I'm going to speed past these ones. Cause we already got these. We know they're coming Call of Duty black ops. We got some gameplay that's coming out. Actually the one thing they did announce is there is a multiplayer alpha happening on September 18th and 19th i believe so mm-hmm. by the Friday time you're listening Saturday. to this yeah you get in on that because i think the day this podcast goes up i said i think they said that's when you could sign up for the alpha so that game looks really great um then we got resident evil 8 village a little bit of a gameplay trailer uh still like i'm interested in this game uh i need to talk to my friend andrew who's like 
an expert when it comes to Resident Evil and hear what he thinks. I'm sure there was probably teases of different things in the trailer that he could probably shed some knowledge when it comes to the lore and stuff like that, but looks good. Still no release date yet on it, but I think it's still slotted for 2021. Mm-hmm. Deathloop, which was supposed to come out at the end of this year, uh, we already knew that it got delayed. They had announced that. That's coming in quarter two of 2021. We got to see another gameplay look. Um, game looks great. I'm really excited for that game still. Every time I see it, though, I have a different feeling about it. Like, I've been really hyped. I was really hyped the first time I saw it. Then when they showed it off last time, I was even more excited. This one, this trailer kind of made me feel, I don't know. It still was a great trailer and it still looks like a lot of fun, but I just like, I just kind of want to play the game. You know what I mean? Like yeah. it, it looks great. I'm sold on the idea of it. Let, like, let's, let's make it yeah. happen. You know, the tra- trailer felt a little long for a game we'd already seen. I yeah. It's probably part of it. And mm-hmm. yeah, I'm in the same boat as you. It looks really cool, but I'm, I, I want to put hands on with it. Yeah. Devil May Cry 5 Special Edition announced, which I guess is just probably a more definitive edition. I think there is like some new stuff added in there. Um, there's a new mode or sorry, new difficulty called Legendary Dark Knight, which sounds badass. Um <laughs> I only played like... It just makes me think of Batman. Yeah, Legendary <laughs> Dark Knight. I liked Devil May Cry 5. I only played like a couple hours of it. The gameplay is phenomenal. Very fluid combat system. The world is kind of like... I don't know. I don't know anything about Devil May Cry, so I was a little lost in some of the the lore and some of the characters but a really fun action game if you're looking for like a hack and slash that's just really fast they have a great soundtrack so uh one thing that they did say that was a little interesting with this one is it's only being released digitally on the playstation 5 Hmm. no physical edition why who knows but that is interesting yeah then we got a gameplay trailer of odd uh odds world soulstorm which i believe we also saw at the last PlayStation mm-hmm. event. Mm-hmm. And then we got five nights at Freddy's ray tracing edition. It's <laughs> so actually called security <laughs> breach, but this trailer came up. I'm like, what the hell is this? And then whenever the first little clue that was like five nights at Freddy's, I was like, Oh my God, I would not have guessed that this is a five nights at Freddy's game. So I'm going to have to show my nephews this trailer if they haven't seen it already. Cause I'm sure like they're, they're like weirdly obsessed with this game. I don't understand the appeal necessarily yeah. to Five Nights at Freddy's, mm-hmm. but kids love it. So mm-hmm. yeah, I was asking my wife. I was like, she's a teacher. I was yeah. like, are kids still into Five Nights at Freddy's? She's like, I think so. And I'm like, well, they're about to be again. Yeah, <laughs> Keep, keeping relevant. Uh, so then we got to look at some gameplay for Demon Souls, which I got to say, as someone who isn't really into the Soulsborne universe, I've just you know tried the games they're really hard i was kind of like oh demon souls could be a, a another stab at me trying to take on these games and looking at this mm-hmm. gameplay like it looks awesome like it looks visually quite impressive and the the enemies like it just looks like a really really fun game what did, what did you think adam because you're a big fan of bloodborne obviously did you mm-hmm. i don't, can't remember if you said you played demon souls back on ps3 but like what did after seeing this how do you feel about this game 
So it it looks really great. Uh, I actually didn't play Demon Souls. I played uh, Bloodborne, obviously, which is still my favorite of the bunch. Right. I played. I started on Dark Souls two. Uh, also played Dark Souls three. I never beat two. I did beat three, um, and then played Sekiro, which yeah. I never beat that one either. So. Uh, yeah, these games are kind of hit and miss with me. I mean, obviously, Bloodborne is is one of my favorite games of all time, um, and I I liked the Dark Souls games, but they weren't they 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 don't really speak to me a ton. I think they're they're neat, but they are just they're hard as hell. Yeah, um, can be really demoralizing at times. <laughs> uh, and and this one, it looks really good. I'm just a little afraid that you know it's still going to be too much on the hard side of things yeah um so i'm 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 definitely on the fence but it i know people you know that have actually played it back on you know the ps3 kind of rave about it um a lot of people say it's their favorite souls Mm -hmm. game uh of all time so you know there's a lot that i think warrants giving it a look um, but whether or not I actually, you know, bite the bullet and get it, I'm not sure. I might, uh, I know one of my friends, Justin, he's definitely going to get it. Uh, so, you know, maybe I'll get a chance to maybe kind of play his copy first and decide for myself if mm-hmm. I want to play through the rest. How about you, Garrett? Yeah, I'm, I'm not a huge, uh, souls guy. I've tried a couple of them. Um, never really gotten very far in them i think i've tried the first dark souls uh, a couple times and gotten like 30 45 minutes in and just been like i have no clue what i'm doing <laughs> uh but i actually have played a little bit of demon souls on ps3 actually earlier this year and it's the one i've put the most time into i probably played two or three hours and, and enjoyed what i played of it but um it's just real janky it was a ps3 game it's right. the first one uh in this whole series that kind of kicked everything off and it it's a PS3 game that looks almost like a PS2 game. Uh, it's 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 real rough. So um, everything they were showing in like the gameplay sections here, I'm like, oh, I've played this. I played this, and this looks incredible, like right. way better than what I played. And so I'm really really considering picking this up at launch um, as kind of a second game alongside Miles Morales. So uh, we'll see. I want to kind of see a little bit more from it and really make sure that I'm not going to be upset that I dropped $70 on a game that I can't get past the first sure, you know, two yeah. hours of. So we'll see. Uh, it's a, it's a, a strong maybe at this point for me. Yeah. I, I initially said today when I was still on the hype of everything, I'm like, I'm getting Spider-Man, I'm getting Demon Souls as my launch games. Mm-hmm. And I think I'm in the same boat as you, Garrett. I might look once we start seeing previews before the the games launch or whatever, because I'm sure influencers and media will get their hands on this stuff a little bit earlier than us. Mm-hmm. And once I kind of understand if how, because even if it's difficult, I want to kind of challenge myself. Like I really have been for the last several months, every time Adam, you talk about Bloodborne, I'm like, man, I just need to play that game. <laughs> I just mm-hmm. need to like be committed kind of like a, like any challenging game that I've come across where I've almost given up but push through. I just need to like channel that energy through these these Souls games and just give it a, a fair shot. And I feel like I haven't done that in the past. So that's why I kind of was like, well, let's do that with Demon Souls. But yeah, if it's 80, well, I guess $90, it's like, ooh, I don't know. Like I got to make sure I really like it, right? So I might wait for that and like 
I I'm excited for Assassin's Creed Valhalla, and so I I know that Megan is too. So that seems like a a game that makes sense for us getting as soon as we can. And I'm all obviously getting Spider Man, but I could see myself. I and then it gets even harder when you look at like Cyberpunk. I'm going to be playing that on mm-hmm. my PS4 probably just so I get the upgraded version onto the PS5. Like it's it's a whole thing. It's going to be hard juggling all these great games especially with a new console and yeah it's uh as, as excited as, as i am for the playstation 5 it's like cyberpunk's right there too and it's gonna be weird playing this console for a couple of days and then loading up cyberpunk on my playstation 4 you know what i mean well, you should be able to play it on your ps5 at that point right if you get it digitally well isn't it, it i thought it, it was sorry go ahead well, they said, I believe they said at launch, you'll be able to play the PS4 version with some enhancements on oh, your PS5. Okay. And then later, there'll the be case, a full awesome. PS5 version. Yeah, I think that is. I oh, could okay. be mistaken. but Yeah, my, my thought was that it was PS4, Xbox One, and it, when you buy those, you um, get the PS5 and the Xbox versions when they come available. Meaning mm-hmm. it could be a week or it could be 2021. And so that's kind of what I thought. But if that's the case, even if it's the PS4, whatever, if, mm-hmm. I'm, if I had, if I'm playing with the on the PS5, that would be that would be ideal. But I believe that's the case, so that would okay. be cool. Stand corrected then. Uh, all right, so that's basically it. And then, sorry, Fortnite. We all know about Fortnite, so mm-hmm. it's coming to PS5 and. Yeah, that's basically all you need to know. Mm-hmm. PlayStation Plus Collection. This was something that I did not expect and was probably hmm. the biggest surprise um, <laughs> to this whole thing. I mean, Final Fantasy 16, I kind of predicted. Harry Potter was a nice surprise, but this was interesting. So PlayStation Plus Collection is a PS5 upgrade to Sony PlayStation's Plus subscription basically giving you access to several big games at no additional cost that will be available at PS5's launch. So you are going to be able to play God of War, Bloodborne, Monster Hunter World, Final Fantasy 15, Fallout 4, Mortal Kombat 10. Right? Is X is 10, right? Yeah. Okay, so not mm-hmm. the newest one, but Mortal Kombat 10, Uncharted 4, Thief's End, Ratchet and Clank, Days Gone, Until Dawn, Detroit Become Human, Battlefield 1, Infamous Second Son, Batman Arkham Knight, The Last Guardian, The Last of Us, Persona 5, and Resident Evil 7 Biohazard. So, like right off the bat, they've kind of, I know this isn't Game Pass and this isn't PlayStation Now, but this whole thing that Xbox is like been talking about and I'm not, don't get what I'm about to say as like I'm comparing the two, but Xbox keeps saying, is like, you're going to have all these games to play. Well, like, this is kind of PlayStation doing the same. Now, they don't have this big, but big service with 100 plus games like Game Pass says, and you can play it on your tablet and everything like that. But the fact that you're going to have access to all these games at launch just including your playstation plus subscription is pretty i think is pretty impressive like what do you guys think on that am i just like am i wrong in this like are people thinking like this is a good deal or a good 
good value that they're giving to PlayStation Plus subscribers? Like, how could it not be? Yeah, yeah, you're right. I mean, it's it's free, like it's additional games at no cost. So, I mean, that that there is 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 great. Uh, on the other hand, probably most people that have a PlayStation Four have already played True. the games that they're really interested in out of that lineup. Um, I mean, so I, I can tell you right now, I've played. Uh, I think I've played every single one of them. I haven't I, beat all of them, but I think I've played every single one of them except for. No, I've played every single one of these I, games. <laughs> I didn't play last The Last Guardian, and I think that might be literally the only game in that yeah. list that I haven't played. So, yeah. yeah, I think it's cool, but, I mean, we don't see Spider-Man. We don't see Ghost Tsushima, Last of Us Part Two. We're Final not going to see, yeah, Final Fantasy VII Remake. We're not going to see Miles Morales on there. We're not going to see uh, Forbidden West or the new Ratchet and Clank game on there so i mean it, it's it's good it's adding value but it's not really adding anything new sure um, yeah mm-hmm. it's it's not because it, at first glance it's like oh my god they're they're doing a game pass thing like it's happening that's what i thought but was happening yeah <laughs> same but then yeah when you look at it a little bit closer that's not really what it is so i mean it's good but it's not it's not all that sure I think I'm the odd one out here. There's actually eight PlayStation exclusive games on here I have not ever touched. So this is like a huge value for me. Right. Um, uh, you know, I got into PlayStation a little bit later, I think, than you guys did. And um, just have really only picked up the games that really spoke to me and that I knew I was going to be super into. But this is going to give me a chance to try out like Bloodborne that I've never really played. Um, Uncharted 4, which I probably should play the other three first, but I've got it there if I want. Uh, the, the newest Ratchet and Clank always looked really cool. That might Great be something game. me and my son can play together. Um, Days Gone looked fun to try out. Um, never tried Detroit or Until Dawn or Infamous Second Son or Last Guardian. So, like, tons of games here that I can try mm-hmm. out, see if I like, and didn't waste any extra money on. And, and um, I think it's a really nice value add. Yeah. I don't know if this is the start of them trying to make their own Game Pass service or it, honestly or what, to me what but... it seems like is like they know that the the Sony ponies they've played all these games already. They mm-hmm. played them at launch and I think what this is catering towards is like someone who maybe was on the fence or maybe had Xbox last generation or yeah like yourself Gary maybe got that PlayStation later in the the generation and they missed out on some of these exclusives. It's like well, now I don't have to buy, you know, versions of these on it. Like, I'm going to be able to revisit all these games I missed out on the PS4 generation. Like, the best of the best, besides, you know, a handful here and there, mm-hmm. of the best games that were on PlayStation 4. Like, system seller games. And, mm-hmm. yeah, like, if I, if I was, like, just had an Xbox and I was looking at this and knew I would missed out on all these games and wanted to play them it'd be like man i could get access to all these games right at launch plus you know the couple games i pick up alongside the console like i think it's catering more towards that person as opposed to the person who you know already had like you said (laughs) we play like me you and i adam have played a lot of these games but Mm -hmm. but even even you know i've played a lot of these games but I, 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 I'm very ashamed of that. I haven't beat God of War yet. And, um, Same. sorry, I haven't played Monster Hunter World. I haven't played that one, but. Yeah. And I, I haven't played 
let's see, I didn't play Detroit Become Human or uh, Until Dawn. I didn't play either. Of those. Until Dawn, oh. very underrated. And the the other thing that I had beef with is they put Persona Five on there, but it's not Persona yeah, I know, Five yeah. Royal. Like, come on, like that would have been yeah. that would have been really big if they had done that. But you're putting out the lesser version of the game on yeah. like through that service. Like, okay, I get it. Just came out this year, so it's still new, and you want, I guess, to get people to go and buy that instead. But mm-hmm. yeah, I mean, I think that little improvement there could have gone a long way. And it's not like you could even like it'd be a lot better if you could like buy the extra content as a DLC or something, but mm-hmm. that's not an option. You just got to buy the whole whole new new game. So yeah. yeah, that's a little unfortunate. The other two that stood out to me that aren't on this list, one the first one is is Horizon Zero Dawn, and I think that may be mm. similar to oh, yeah. um, to to uh, Spider Man. Maybe we're going to see a remaster uh, version of yeah. that on PS Five. And then Death Stranding is not on this list, which I thought was oh, a little interesting. Call, it's it's yeah. almost a year old now at this point, um, so I, I don't know. You if know that, what though? What that I, means, the but. other thing too is, uh, you know, we saw Death Stranding came to PC, and mm-hmm. Horizon just came to PC as well. So yep. maybe yep. they didn't. Maybe it has something to do with that. So. Yeah, didn't want to cannibalize those sales or something. Yeah, yeah. I think there are like any game that you don't see on here, especially like the games that released this year, like Ghost and Last of Us Part Two. I think they're gonna they're gonna milk them and they're gonna like yeah. launch a PS5 version at like maybe not the full price, but like maybe that fifty or forty dollar. Yeah, like know. why would they put them in there when they can each sell them individually, um, For sure. especially those first party titles, right? Um, yeah, I don't know, but at any rate, like now. I'm almost thinking of like, I, I constantly, I see God of War every time I turn on my PS4 and it just stares at me and, and shames me for, same for not beating that game. And I like, I got pretty far in it, but I'm so Beat far that removed game. that I know I like, I was considering like, well, now that two, uh, the new one got announced, I'm like, I really need to get on it, but yeah, I might just wait until I have some downtime around Christmas break or whatever and just start that up again or whatever. And I mean, my answer to Bloodborne, right. I I wanted to revisit that game. I think I picked it up as a PS plus game whenever that was, but now I'll just, yeah, I'll try it out on the PlayStation five. And, but to anyone who's listening, like all these games are great games and are worthy Mm -hmm. of checking out. For sure. So, um, they did, one more thing to clarify. I don't think anyone in China is listening to this, but it's not available in China and the collection of titles will vary by country. So it's entirely possible because when they did the PlayStation hits, which were the, the 1999 games with the, the stupid red banner mm. that just destroys collectors. Right. On the, from the, yeah, they, I think released different ones in the States than they did in Canada. Actually, we got, Hmm. um, I can't remember what it was. There was two or three games that were part of that first PlayStation hits rollout that were different in Canada as opposed to the United States. So I'm curious into seeing if we get any other games that could be different, but I don't see that happening because we're pretty much similar when it comes to our markets. Right. But Hmm. 
All right. So, yeah, that's the basically all the announcements. I mean, we already said it. November 12th, they finished that off. And then before we conclude this whole thing, we obviously got the God of War Ragnarok teaser trailer. So lots of uh, predictions that we were going to see a tease of God of War. I don't think anyone was expecting anything more than a tease. We got the one last thing. They showed the God of War logo and uh, said Ragnarok is coming 2021. First of all, I can't believe it's going to be next year. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Now, yeah. what what I want to ask you guys is, is this going to be God of War 2? Is it like a full-fledged sequel? Or is this, you know, similar to Spider-Man Miles Morales and Uncharted Lost Legacy? Like, could this be a smaller experience? Or do you think it's it's a sequel no matter what, you know? What do we think? Well, I I think it could really go either way. Because I I believe after God of War came out, uh, Corey Barlog was talking about how he had this great idea for a a DLC. And... Then it just cut the scope of it got a little too big, and he decided that that would just become the next game. Is that this? Is that the same as God of War Two? We don't know. Um, I mean, it could it be? I think so. But I mean, that game came out in 2018. By the time this comes out, it'll probably be late 2021. So I mean, that's three years of development time. Mm-hmm. It's a sequel, so they've already got the mechanics and everything built. They're just you know making new environments and new characters and and you know improving things. So. I mean, three years to do that doesn't seem like it's impossible. So I, I don't know. I don't know. I, I really think it could go either way. Yeah, that that's pretty spot on. Yeah, it's really hard to 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 speculate on that because it really is in a time frame where it could literally go either way. Mm-hmm. Um, I think if I had to lean one direction or the other, I think I would probably lean towards the Miles Morales slash uh, Lost Legacy sort of smaller not quite full game but still its own <laughs> game yeah. sort of segment yeah so i think i would i would maybe lean that although uh i am hoping that it'll be uh a, a full new game that would be great yeah i mean it, it like you guys say it could go either way i think it it really like when you look at god of war like and what that did for PlayStation and how how influential it was as a game, um, not only for like the series but just for the industry and how that game is a lot of people's favorite favorite game of all time now. And I feel like Sony probably put a lot of resources into this game, so it's entirely possible that we get a big game that yeah, three years and we got that sequel. It's rare nowadays to see such a fast turnover for a sequel but like you said Garrett there everything's there already the kind of the foundation of it all they just kind of have to you know create a new story polish up some stuff and and make a a elevated experience but they don't necessarily need to start from the ground up like they did Mm -hmm. with the first game so but either way if it is a smaller experience I mean, with the rate the games come out, I would love just a little bit shorter of a a game. Like, I don't need these big 30-plus-hour games. Like, sprinkle in, like, a 15-hour game every now and then. Um, As long as you're not charging me $90 for it, I can justify (laughs) it. But, like, yeah, I just – I think it's great. When I saw the date, I thought they were just going to tease it. And, like, literally, that's all they had to do, right, is just tease it, 
like Ragnarok is coming, mm-hmm. whatever, and leave it at that. And that would have been like people would have been excited. We would have been talking about lots, just like the Breath of the Wild too, right? Like we had no we have no idea when that game's coming, but it's just like oh, it's it's real, it's happening. That's awesome. But when mm-hmm. I saw 2021, I was just like I had my like jaw dropped because I didn't think, especially with Horizon uh, coming out next year. And some of the other big first-party games, like that Returnal game that's uh, from House Marquee. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm sure I'm missing a couple other. Like they had their first-party studios are like are are lined up for next year already. So putting that in there too is pretty crazy. Like, yeah, that that's why I said at the beginning of the show it's a mic drop moment because it's just like you know what that's great Xbox that and I I don't mean to do the whole console war thing, but it's just like. That's great what you're doing over here. We're just going to keep doing what we're doing because, look, it, it's working. It's getting people excited. Like, I I loved, like, this is when I when I saw this presentation, like, seeing Miles Morales and um, just, like, seeing that little bit of gameplay reminding me. I'm like, man, PlayStation just kills it with these games. Like, they killed it with PS4, and I think they're just going to continue that with PS5. So I'm really excited to see, you know, all these great games getting sequels or or just getting those types of experiences on this in this generation of consoles as well. So very sure. exciting. All right, we're getting late, so we gotta wrap it up. Uh before we get to uh a quick update on what we've been playing, just a reminder that we have our very own store. Head over to gamesarefunpodcast.com where you can see our collection of apparel and accessories. We got three different t-shirt designs, the original classic logo. We have a graffiti type logo and we have kind of like a death in death stranding inspired t-shirt. So if you haven't done so already, please go over, check out that merchandise. If you want to help support this show financially, that's a great way to do it. Everything that we kind of make from the sales over on that merch site is going to go back into games are fun and in producing bigger and better quality content for you guys. So it's a great way to kind of support us financially and you, and you get a little either t-shirt or, or a mug or a sticker out of it. So you kind of are getting a physical thing from it and you're supporting us at the same time. So it's a win-win situation. We also have some new designs that are dropping at the end of this month. So make sure that you head over to our Twitter page at games are fun pod to make sure you stay up to date. Cause we'll announce those designs. I think there we're, we're, I'm working with my friend who's designing one of them and we should have everything finalized by the end of September to have those ready to launch. So thank you to everyone who's already purchased a shirt. Really appreciate it. I finally got my shirts in, which is, was great. Unfortunately, my one shirt, the print wasn't quite great on it and uh, started rubbing off after one wash, but I was able to touch base with Teespring, the manufacturer of these shirts and they hooked me up with a replacement and they've already sent it out. So I'm just waiting on that replacement. So if anyone encountered any issues with any of their merch, whether it was a t-shirt or a mug or a sticker, if you are upset with the quality or whatever, don't know how to go about getting a, a new item, DM me on Twitter at Luke Allen Arm, or you can even DM at Games Are Fun Pod and I'll help you work with a solution to that. I was really upset when I saw my t-shirt kind of rubbing off uh the the print because i was like oh my gosh like, i hope that's not happening to people who, who bought the shirts 
thankfully like everyone I reached out to said they had no issues. So that's good to hear. But if you did encounter any issues, please let us know and we'll, we'll make it right for you guys. So, all right, what we are playing. So, uh, I'm just going to go real quick with my stuff. Um, because one, I'm replaying Batman Arkham Asylum because I'm on this huge Batman kick right now. Recently did the Batman Nolan trilogy, that new Batman trailer with Robert Pattinson. I just like, I, I'm really craving Batman. So I've been playing through Arkham Asylum. I just beat uh, Scarecrow last night. So that's, that game still holds up. I think it's showing its age a little bit, but I will say mm-hmm. those Batman games are, are fantastic games. Um, really excited to finally get into Arkham City a little bit more because I only played about half that game and I never even touched Arkham Knight. So I'm interested in finally getting to to that, but I'm kind of casually playing through them, not really, you know, putting a lot of attention or time towards them. They're just kind of like when I'm looking for something to play. So mm. the one main game that I want to talk about is a game that I played last week. I actually heard Greg Miller talk about it on the podcast. Uh, one either Games Daily or PS I Love You, and it's called The Suicide of Rachel Foster. And I looked up the game after I heard him talking about it, and I remember this being shown somewhere, or watching a trailer somewhere. I think they actually. It was one of the games they picked out on KFGD one time where they kind of pick a trailer in new dates. Uh, okay, that may be where you saw it. I, that's yeah, where I heard of it. I was getting like mad deja vu watching the trailer (laughs) and the best way for me to explain what this game is, is take the shining and firewatch and like kind of combine them. So for those of you without spoiling firewatch, firewatch is a game where you obviously are working as someone who is watching for forest fires in this big watchtower and you communicate with another person who's in the same position with you. Who's like, at, stationed at a watchtower way in the distance. So you can see the tower, but you don't actually get to meet this person. It's all through like radio that you're talking to them. And so this game does something similar where basically you are basically have acquired your parents' hotel. And this isn't a really spoiler because this is literally the first game of the scene. Basically, your father, uh, who kind of took over this when he was running this hotel had an affair with um, Rachel Foster and they kind of allude in this letter in this game's opening um, because the the letters from your character, I can't remember the character's name that you play, but your mom sent you this letter and basically long story short, your parents have died. You've acquired this hotel. So you're going to get it ready to sell because you don't want the hotel. You don't need it. And you get to this hotel and, And of course, a snowstorm hits. And so you're stuck up in this hotel. And that's where The Shining comes from. Because it's like, literally, you're isolated in this hotel by yourself. And there's a snowstorm outside. So it is kind of fits in that walking simulator genre, right? Of like, you're not really doing much in the game besides going from point A to point B. And reading things and hearing narration and... um, you're, you're talking to somebody who is very familiar with the hotel. Um, and yeah, there's this whole story that kind of unwinds. And I really can't talk about the story without really spoiling the game. The game itself, I beat in a single day of playing. So it's not like super long. I would probably put it at like 
two to three hours, depending on how long you take to kind of explore the hotel. But the the game is really look like like in terms of environment building and world building, like it does a really good job because you're in this hotel and it's not a horror game per se, but man, is it like scary walking the whole halls of this old hotel that hasn't been occupied for a while. And it's, it's creepy. And the hotel is pretty big. I was surprised. And like, I'd walk down one hallway and open up this door and see where it led. And like, it was just like a maze. Like it was like, it felt like a real like accurate representation of what a building would be. You know, when you sometimes go into a a building in a video game, it's kind of like very generic and like, you know, here's a square room. And then you go into another square room. It's like, Mm -hmm. this looked like an actual design off of a real building in real life. And um, yeah, really fun game. If you're looking for a, now I will say the narrative and the story I felt like they kind of fumbled it a little bit, especially with some of the themes that they're talking about. Um, the game does deal with some sensitive topics like suicide, mental health. So if you, you know, aren't looking or if you're looking for a fun, enjoyable experience, I don't necessarily think it's going to provide that, but it is providing an experience and it does a good job at telling this original story while also, you know, allowing you to explore the halls of this hotel. And so I really recommend it. I think it's only like 20 bucks or something like that. It'll probably go on sale at some point, but if you're looking for a small short experience and you like games like gone home or firewatch or, you know, uh, what remains of Edith Finch, any of those kind of like walking simulator type games, like you'll, you'll feel right at home with this game. I thought the performances of the character were really good. Sometimes with these smaller walking simulator games, they obviously have voice acting involved and sometimes they can sound a little amateur and a little just kind of silly and, and doesn't necessarily, it kind of ruins the tone of whatever the story they're trying to tell. The performances were great and they uh, felt believable and they did a great job at like kind of flushing out the characters. So yeah, really recommend it. I just kind of bought it blind with just seeing, watching a trailer and hear Greg Miller talk about it and yeah, so I definitely recommend it to anyone uh, who who likes those types of games. So, but that's really all I've been playing. So I'm gonna turn it over to you, Garrett. What have you been playing? Yeah, I'm kind of gonna just pass it on to Adam. Honestly, this week I I really haven't played a whole lot. Um, honestly, I played like an hour of Avengers and a couple sessions of Tony Hawk this week, and and I really haven't played anything other than that. It's been a really busy week for me, and. Uh, yeah, just haven't had the time to dedicate to it this week. So I uh, hope to to get some more time in on Avengers um, before next week and, and be able to report back a little bit more about that. But the little bit I did play was super fun. I'm still into it. Uh, still haven't really teamed up online with anyone yet, so we'll have to give that a go as well and, and see how that goes. And I'll report back when I've, uh, when I've had the chance to do that. So I'll go ahead and pass it to Adam at this point. Like I said, not a whole lot from me this week. All right. No okay. worries. All right. Uh, so for me, a couple games I want to mention. So um, first off, I want to talk a, a little bit about Ultimate Chicken Horse, which is a game that I only just picked up last Saturday uh, because I was actually in a tournament with some other kind of funny best friends. Uh, it, it was actually the tournament was put together by um, Ben. Uh, please be excited. Um, so he, he put everything together and then we streamed it on uh 
Anna, Lena, uh, Erica, her Twitch channel. And, you know, we went through a series, uh, basically the first round of elimination. So there was a couple groups that uh, were, were kind of put together. And I, for having picked up the game that same day, I made it through the first round. So I'll be participating in round two, um, not this weekend, but the following weekend. Nice. Um, so I'm, I'm looking forward to that. I was kind of surprised. I think the, uh, so we were supposed to, it was supposed to be me and two other people in, in my group, but one of them just never showed up. And so it was the, the one I was playing against was, it was just basically kind of a one-on-one best out of three. And, um, I, I, it sounded like he was a veteran, sounded like he, he made it pretty far into the tournament last time they did it. So, uh, I was kind of impressed with, with my level of play that I was able to get the win on that and move forward. So um, I think, you know, just based on watching the, the other groups, the uh, round two competition is going to be even more intense. So uh, looking forward to that, but also super nervous, Um, but really fun game. It's one of those games, like it's a party game, totally multiplayer focused. uh, And it's just, laugh out loud funny some of the things that go on in that game it's really worth looking into i didn't really know much about it other than i had heard the name before from uh the kind of funny team doing uh party mode plays together Uh, and that was really it that's all i knew about the game so i picked it up just you know played it a couple games online just to get familiar with it and then hopped into the tournament yeah it was it was a blast so i'm looking forward to round two well, best of um, luck in that. Yeah, no, thanks. thanks. <laughs> uh, and then I've also been playing Mario All-Stars, uh, the, the Super Nintendo version that released on uh, Nintendo uh, Super Nintendo Switch Online, whatever that whole thing is called. <laughs> um, such a mouthful. I know. But I had previously beaten Mario 1 and Mario 3, and just, uh, uh, what was it, Tuesday? Tuesday evening, I beat Mario 2, and I played through some of the Lost Levels, which is just insanely hard, but it is, uh, the um, All-Stars version is a little forgiving, I think it gives you some additional lives, and it gives you, I, I guess, infinite continues, but rather than setting you back to the start of the world, it just sets you back to the level that you were playing, so, um, not a huge penalty for for dying over and over um which i i think that alone would make it somewhat beatable in the end but 3d all-stars is coming out soon so i'm going to be kind of shifting over and, and playing that um i also picked up spelunky i streamed a little bit of this as well and if you liked the original spelunky you'll you'll love this one it's basically just a uh a, a better version of the original game more content more secrets um, for those that don't know, it is a platforming, or it's, it's a roguelike with a heavy emphasis on platforming. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it's not like other roguelites where, you know, you unlock things, you know, items or characters or, you know, abilities or, or level up that kind of carry over into additional runs. Uh, Spelunky is a little bit unique in that the only way you get better is just by, getting better you got to get good at the game so um 
you you can unlock additional characters but it's cosmetic only there's mm. no uh you know power-ups or anything that come along with these additional characters so it's just uh if you like challenging platformers and you like roguelikes it's it's a great game um highly recommend so but yeah that's pretty much pretty much all i played is that out on everything adam no so it's out on ps4 right now it's going to be out on pc uh, i think next week so i think ps4 had like a two-week exclusivity on Mm -hmm. it okay Uh, so so not next week the following week then gotcha do you know if it's coming to switch at any point you know i'm not sure uh spelunky one never came to switch or xbox Mm. i think no it was on xbox Oh, it was? Yeah, it was a, yeah, yeah, you're right, you're an right. arcade game an arcade on 360, game, yeah. and yep. you can get it on the... I think it's just, might be on... I have it in my library. I don't know, remember buying it, so I don't know how I uh, got it. Games with Gold? Yeah, probably, honestly, yeah. yeah. I might so, have too, so, yeah, though. I'm not sure if it's coming to Switch or not. Um, I think it would be great if it did. It would it would yeah. be right at home on the Switch for sure, so hopefully yeah. it does get to, to that point. That's what I was thinking. It sounds like one that I might want to pick up on Switch if it ever comes to to that system yeah ign gave it a 10 out of 10 which mm-hmm. whenever ign gives a 10 out of 10 everyone talks about that um so good lots of 10 out of 10s this year because we got half-life alex last of us part two uh microsoft flight simulator now splunky too like i think there was a couple other ones in there as well but that's that's pretty awesome for a small smaller game like that, especially a sequel to get such a high score. And I think that's mm-hmm. pretty good for your fantasy critic there, Adam, because you had that one yeah. on there, didn't you? Mm. Yep. Yeah. yeah. So it's at 19 points right now. Um, you know, with it coming out on on PC in a couple of weeks, we Could might help. see some additional reviews yeah. for it. Hopefully, it'll trend upwards. A, a <laughs> Make up for that Avengers score. <laughs> yeah. Oh my gosh. You know, I, I was going to drop that game and I, I wish that I had. Yeah. Cause it started, it's funny because it started out at an 85 and then it just seemed like every day it gradually dropped yeah. more and more and more. And now it's at a 68. So it gave me a minus <sighs> two. I mean, I don't yeah. feel too bad because I, I have some duds in mind too. So, <laughs> <laughs> but that does suck. Well, Awesome. I'm really excited to to hear next week because you're talking about Mario All Stars, but by then you are you getting it, Garrett? I can't remember if you said you were um, getting it because you said you were gonna wait maybe till Christmas. Yeah, I think I'm gonna wait, you know. And if I can't get a physical copy to put under the tree, then we'll just we'll just order it together yeah, digitally on Christmas fair. morning or something. Yeah, next next week we should have some in, er, impressions of uh, Super Mario 3D All Stars to talk about. Looking forward to playing that over the weekend. Mm-hmm. all right question of the week this is where we ask you guys a question every single episode you respond and then we read it on the next episode so last week we asked you guys do you have a console launch story or maybe a game release story unfortunately i was looking for a, a bunch of responses because i felt like this is a really good question that garrett issued last week we only got a couple responses so the first is uh brian uh brian Paquin says You're a sucker if you've never been to an NHL launch before. Nothing like the rush of anticipation of standing with three other dudes waiting for a roster update. The bliss of hearing, (laughs) I heard they changed the skating this year. Every year. 
<laughs> so I love that he's kind of making fun of himself because Brian, he's a he's he's a friend of mine, and he he basically plays two things: NHL and Pokemon. Those are his big <laughs> foundations in, in gaming. Pretty much all he kind of sticks to, with a couple games here and there. But uh, that's a a really funny funny response. And then our friend Danny at Mad Hatter one one three eight underscore says, "I remember going to the midnight release of GTA Four, and I locked myself out of my car. Had to have the cops get my car open for me, which is <laughs> crazy. That sucks, but I'm glad that someone was there to help you out, so you didn't have to wait five hours for right. a tow truck." <laughs> How about you guys? What uh, what what stories you got for the podcast? Well, I've been teasing mine, so I guess I'll go ahead and and, uh, reveal it here. So let's set the stage here. It's 2005. I'm a junior in high school, I think. Yeah, that sounds right. Um, I have no video games to my name because I have sold my Xbox and my Nintendo (laughs) DS to fund a Xbox 360. So it's a very trying time for for young Garrett. I'm (laughs) spending a lot of time reading and watching television and the Xbox 360 is right around the corner and uh, did not have a credit card or a debit card or anything like that at the time. So it was cash and go into a store to pick up the, the console for me. So I got in line at a Target on launch day at 4 a.m. And there was I was like maybe 15, 16 in line, something like that. And I'm thinking, yeah, they're going to get at least 20 consoles. Um about 10 minutes before they open at like 8 a.m., they come out and say, we've got four consoles. We've got the two of the one that come with the hard drive and two of the one that doesn't. And I'm like, cool. I waited here over over three, almost four hours for, for absolutely nothing. So that was, I was very frustrated, like extremely upset because um, I was like, what am I, what, what am I going to do now? Like, I'm, how am I going to get one? I mean, if this was my chance, they're gone now, you know? So, um, I, you know, kept my nose to the ground and kept listening to see if, you know, anyone had any leads on where to get one or when there was going to be one. Uh, so Black Friday comes and I'm like, I hear that Office Depot might actually have Xbox 360s. And I'm, I'm like, <laughs> OK, well, uh, they were opening at midnight on Thanksgiving. So I'm like, great, I'll I'll, you know, have my day and then. Uh, you know, everyone will go to bed and I'll leave the house and go wait in line. And uh, actually, my cousin was living with me at the time. And so he went along with me and we waited in line and waited. And they actually had 360 boxes stacked inside in this huge display. And I'm like, yes, look, they've got like a hundred of them get inside when they finally open the doors and they're all display boxes. They have nothing. Oh, no. <laughs> yeah. God. So there was failed attempt number two. Um, I think maybe a week or so after that. I saw a leaked like internal Best Buy memo that was like all their restocks of Xbox 360s that were going to be happening and when they were coming, how many consoles to what store and everything. So basically going in, I knew like if I could be in line early enough, I would could basically guarantee myself a console. Um, so I went a little crazy and I waited in line 23 and a half hours for the Xbox 360 at Best wow, Buy. Wow. It, they were, they were stocking them on a Sunday morning, which is really odd, but yeah, I, I got in line early Saturday morning and, uh, basically just hung out there all day, had friends and family, you know, bring me McDonald's or whatever. And, um, (laughs) hung out with a lot of people in line, had a really good time. I've got a guy on my Xbox live friends list to this day that I met in line at that, uh, 
that launch oh, event. Man, that's awesome. Um, I don't know if we've ever actually played a game together, but he's still there, and I still think of it every time I see him on the list. So <laughs> it's pretty cool. And then um, after all this, you know, waiting in line and getting the console finally, I realized that I hadn't saved enough money to buy a game. Uh, so <laughs> oh, all I had gosh. was my copies of Halo 1 and Halo 2, Yeah, and uh, which were backwards compatible, so that was fun i guess um but so i went to hollywood video which was kind of like a blockbuster type Mm -hmm. deal and Mm -hmm. uh rented the only game they had available on you know two weeks after launch which was (laughs) nhl 2k5 or 2k6 (laughs) or whatever it was and funny enough that's one of the easiest games to get a thousand gamer score out of there's only five achievements Mm -hmm. in the game and they're like two (laughs) or three hundred each it's insane so i had like 800 gamer score in like a half hour. So, um, yeah, that's my big crazy console launch story. I waited in line three times for the Xbox 360 and well over 24 hours total. Oh my gosh. That's, that's crazy. I would be so after that second trip, I would have been like, well, I guess I'm just not getting the 360 and I would have gave up. So I, yeah. I appreciate the, the hustle to, to make it happen. How about you, Adam? So this is going to probably pale in comparison to Garrett's story, but I think it's fun nonetheless. So uh, a, a friend of mine in real life, you guys would know him as uh, Gravier, Gravier, not, I don't know mm. that I've ever pronounced that correctly. Gravier. It's like Lordly King S. Dot for <laughs> yeah. you, Luke. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so just, you know, um, I won't say his real name on here. I'm not sure how he would feel about that, but um, anyway, I know he listens to the show, so he'll know what this is before I even say it. <laughs> but he, uh, it, it was it was late uh, November two thousand six, uh, late one evening, Black Friday, and he asked me if I would like to go out Black Friday shopping with him, and I was reluctant to do so. There, I didn't really have enough money for anything, and. Um, yeah, but I eventually went with him, didn't want him to go by himself and figured, you know, I guess it's something to do. It could be fun. So we go to, I think, I'm pretty sure he was looking specifically for a Wii uh, since that was launch year for those. Right. So we go, uh, we go out and we see the local Circuit City. There's a line wrapped around the building. So we're like, okay, we're probably not going to have any luck there. Uh Pretty much right across the street from there is a mall, so we decide to go into the mall, which um, interest. It was pretty interesting. The mall had two. Uh, trying to think if it was EB Games still at the time in 2006. It probably was. I don't think it was GameStop then, but mm-hmm. there was actually two stores in there, and they were one was directly on top of the other one. And so we come in and we see that the uh, the top the store up top, which is a much smaller store has a line of people sitting in front of it so we're like okay we look down below and there's nobody in line at the the lower store the the one below which is a larger store Hmm. um it it was a much better store in my opinion uh so we go down there where the only two people standing in line for quite a while we we waited for a few hours um i'm thinking we probably got there around like two ish um and they, they weren't opening till five. So we had a couple hours to kill. Uh, eventually we did end up with a line of people behind us. Um, and 
at one point, I think the, you know, the manager came out and was asking or was maybe telling us how many, how many, uh, Wii consoles they had. So, um, it's, we get up to the register and it was just kind of like, you know, he, he bought his console and they're like, do you want to buy one too? And I feel like there was just kind of like this shared look and it's like, well, I don't really have any money, but it would be super cool to get one of these things. So he, <laughs> he ended up fronting me the money to, wow. uh, to, to get a Wii. What a I friend. <laughs> yeah. Right. Right. What a pal. And he was just like, you just, just, you know, just pay me back, yeah. please. <laughs> yeah. So I'm like, I'm like, yeah, I'm, I'm good for it, man. I got you. So, uh, so he fronts me the money for the system and I think Twilight Princess. I'm not sure if I mm. ended up getting that on my own later or, or what the story was with that, but I know I ended up with Twilight Princess at some point. So uh, essentially what I did is, you know, we, we got back and, you know, I wanted to break out the, the new toy, you know, play with the console and, and I did. And then I'm like, okay, you know, later in the day, I'm like, I gotta, I gotta pay him back. So I ended up taking my, <clears throat> knowing that the Wii could play GameCube games, I ended up taking the system took it to back to the the same eb games along with maybe some of the games and accessories for it that maybe i didn't need anymore mm -hmm. and uh traded it in for cash and then i hit up my parents like hey it's almost christmas time like do you just you know give me the rest of the money that i need to <laughs> make up for it and and they did so i i um basically like got all the money like same day and got him paid back which nice. made me feel really good um yes i i don't like being in debt to people so yeah. mm -hmm. um i wanted to to pay him back as quickly as i could but um so yeah so that was a that that was probably one of the more interesting launch stories uh specifically console launch stories that that I had. So yeah, a friend hooked, hooked me up and, uh, you know, just paid him back as quickly yeah. as I could. Like I hustled to get that money back. <laughs> no him. kidding. So I was pretty proud of that. That's but, good. Yeah. Ended up being a good time. That's awesome. I love it for myself. I actually have never really done a console launch. I, I mean, when the 360 came out for context of the age difference between me and Garrett, you were a, a junior. I was in, uh, I would have been starting grade five in 2005. Oh, wow. Yeah. So I didn't, I had a PlayStation two. And so like, I was still young, right? So I didn't have money to go out and buy my own. If I wanted games or whatever, I had to ask for them from my parents still. But, uh, I will say like quickly, the, Xbox One, I didn't do a launch thing. I literally, the day came out and I was like, uh, I want one really bad because everyone's like posting on social media that they're buying them and mm -hmm. they're at the store picking them up. And I on launch day, I was able to go on Microsoft's website and buy the console. And so I got it like a week later. So that was kind of my launch. Uh, nice. The only time I got a console at launch. But one story I will share, which I think I've talked about on the podcast before, but when I was in grade seven... Uh, it was my, um, I don't know what year it would have been. I think it was like 2000, it just turned 2007. So the 360 had been out for like a year and a bit or whatever. Mm -hmm. I 
one day I remember I still I had my PlayStation 2. All that I cared about at that point in time were two things: Tony Hawk games and Guitar Hero. Those were like my bread and butter on the PlayStation 2. And I remember going on our family's computer and looking at the Google search and the the search history coming up, and I remember seeing Rock Band and it said Rock Band PlayStation 2. And I was like, "Oh, well, what is this? I didn't search that. <laughs> and so I was like thinking like, oh, my dad and my mom, they must have searched this. They're getting me rock band. Like I, like I was so hyped for rock band because I had played Guitar Hero and this was like such a crazy, amazing experience. And I was like, man, I'm going to get rock band for PlayStation 2. Like that's great. So come my birthday, my parents are like, happy birthday, whatever. We have cake. And they're like, hey, so we didn't wrap your present, but it's like hiding somewhere in the house like go look for it so i'm looking all over the place for it open up a closet in a spare bedroom and i see rock band this big box right because it came with the drums the guitar and i'm like freaking out so excited but i notice i'm like xbox 360 and so i'm like well, i don't have i'm like my parents are smarter than that. Like mm. they know I have a PlayStation two. Was this a mistake? Like what's going <laughs> on? And then they were like, yeah, we know it's for 360, and we know you don't have a 360. They're like, maybe, I, I don't know. I think they were leaving me on a little more, but then I remember like, okay. And they're like, no, I just can't like look a little deeper in the closet. And I looked a little <laughs> deeper and behind some like more coats and stuff was an Xbox 360. So nice. not only did I get Rock Band, which was such an experience in its own, I got like a brand new console. So I was like flipping out. And yeah, that was like still to this day when every and when anyone asked me what's the best Christmas or birthday present I got, it was that because it was just like the like the way they did it right they could have just like gave it to me but the the hunt of like knowing and like in the back of my mind kind of knowing that i it was going to be rock band but then like the sneak attack of like psych it's actually with an xbox 360 was like my <laughs> child mind was like blown in that moment so uh, i got to thank for my parents for that that was i was quite spoiled with that that birthday but <laughs> yeah so i'm excited for this ps5 like this is the first launch kind of experience I'm, I'm going to have, even though it's, I'm not waiting out in line and I never like, that's the one thing I wish I could have experienced. Cause I know everyone talks about those experiences of waiting out line for hours and how they can, it sounds horrible, but like you said, Garrett, like you make some friends along the way and you have a good time, mm -hmm. right? Cause they're, they're all there kind of celebrating the same thing and there for the same reason. Right. So, Oh yeah. Yeah. We all had like PS, like people had PSPs out yeah. and we're playing together. Gosh. I think I actually ran home and I had an N64, I think still at this point and I ran home and grabbed an N64 at one point. Yeah. I had a, a buddy come hold my spot and brought a TV and like a car adapter and we were playing some N64 <laughs> yeah, in the back of my awesome. Jeep and like, yeah, it was a really good time. That's so cool. Now we line up outside of stores because of other reasons. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, thank you guys to Brian, Danny, Garrett, Adam. Thanks for sharing those stories. Really appreciate it. So let's issue the next week's question. So initially, initially it was going to be, are you going to pre-order a next generation console? If so, which one? Um, I'm sure people have already made that decision. We'll still have that question Um even though you might not be able to pre-order PS5s, are you going to be getting a next generation console? And now that we know when they're coming out, we know 
that the Series S exists. There's two options to the PS5. We want to know which one you are planning on getting. So you can respond to us either on Twitter, Facebook, where we post the questions. You can head over to our Discord. Do you What is the link to that, Garrett? I forgot. Uh, it's invite.gg slash games are fun, I believe. Let me double check, though. Yeah, that sounds right. It's in the show description, but just for simple sake, Garrett actually found a, a bot that created a hyperlink. Let's see if that works. Yep, that's the one. Invite.gg slash games are fun. Yeah, so head over and to... Also, oh, go ahead. Uh, just for fun, I wanted to add that the uh, pre-orders were back up on Best Buy. Oh, okay. We were, uh, recording. Interesting. After, it was after yeah, the I Amazon ones went up. Yeah, I saw that. Yeah. Well, so keep trying, everybody. Yeah, you've got a chance. If you're <laughs> listening to this and you've been burned a couple times, just listen to Garrett's story of how his struggle with the 360, <laughs> and hopefully that will give you a little motivation to keep going. <laughs> yeah, you can click around to a m- bunch more websites yeah. than stores I went to. Yeah, so. exactly. It's a lot quicker nowadays. So, yeah, head over to our Discord. And honestly, just come over to our Discord because we're over there chatting away, uh, you two are talking about fantasy football. I have no clue what you guys are talking about <laughs> all half the time. But uh, if you're into fantasy football, you guys got some discussion over there. And I know that there's a lot of you Americans out there that love football and love fantasy football. So you can talk about that. We don't just talk about uh, games. We talk about movies mm-hmm. and food and other stuff over there. So invite.gg slash games are fun. Yeah, and it's literally just me and Garrett in, in the fantasy football chat right now. So we need we need more of y'all yeah. in there. We can ask questions. We can help each other out. We can help for sure. Help win our leagues. There you go. So yeah, I took uh, home a championship also, last I, year. So yeah, there you go. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm ready yeah, to give advice. Movies, TV, food. I put picture of ribs that I made last yeah, weekend in there. Top notch. <laughs> yeah. Oh my gosh, they were so good. Fall it fell right <laughs> off the boat. Yeah. It was amazing. <laughs> So yeah, that is next week's question. Respond and we will uh, read out your guys' responses on next week's episode. So, all right, that's it for this episode. Thanks for bearing with us. It's pretty late for all of us, definitely for Adam. Um, I appreciate you guys making the time to do this late night episode working around my work schedule. But this is good, right? Like this is like, this is a big episode. So I'm glad we were able to come together, even if it was late to just talk about everything and, the fact that you guys pre-ordered your PS5s on recording, like that's pretty, pretty, <laughs> pretty hilarious awesome. too. Yeah. Pretty cool. So now that moment will live on forever. We have yeah. have that moment recorded. <laughs> uh, hopefully we don't have the, the moment of getting the, uh, your order's been canceled yeah. email yeah. live on the show. Oh as well. my gosh. That would be a different, that would not be fun. <laughs> different tone for next week's episode. Right. That's the case. <laughs> yeah. All right. So thank you guys so much for listening to this episode of Games Are Fun. Garrett, where can people keep up with you? I'm on Twitter at LP Panther. Adam? Uh, I'm on Twitch and Twitter at AdamPalooza85. Awesome. You can follow me on Twitter at LukeAllenArm. Follow the show on Twitter at GamesAreFunPod. Find us on Facebook.com slash GamesAreFunPodcast. Like I said, Discord, invite.gg slash GamesAreFun. And if you want to send us any emails, if you have questions, whatever... Email us at contact at gamesarefunpodcast.com. All right, this has been episode 102 of the Games Are Fun podcast. Thanks for listening, and we will talk to you all next week.